This episode is brought to you by Plantronics Gaming. Today is Tuesday, the 2nd of February, 2016. This is The Gap, episode 307. I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day or something. Um, my name's Luke Laurie. Joe Gore's here. Hi. <laughs> Let's go the other way around. Nathan Lawrence is here. What up? And Mr. Jeremy Jonas Ray. Uh, I don't know about that. You're not here? Mm, it's up for debate. We'll see. Yeah. We've deep. Uh, so once again, we're on Skype. Uh, this is the third take we're doing right now because we've all sounded like uh, robots at the start. Yep. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed. So should we like try to redo the banter from the first one? Like, how about that React news? We're not allowed to. <laughs> They're trying to trademark that. <laughs> we can't do right. our reaction video uh, audios. We can't react to the React. Yeah, we can't do that. Actually, like if we did that, then we would be reacting. We could argue that, yes, in court. It's yeah. not a reaction; it's reacting. We're just acting again. Yes, this is correct. Uh, all right, so Job, you start. So do what? <laughs> you start. Just start, Job. Just start. Are you not listening? <laughs> I'm not following. If that's worth anything, so- I. Don't- Clearly not. We're going to have to start this again. Job reacts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Job reacts slowly. Didn't I just react? I <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best, but you did. <laughs> like you, you guys are talking <laughs> about, like, you put the better. word free in front of things and then pretend like it still means the word that comes after. You are being a bit of a re- Job. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. Just just tough it is anyway we're back on yeah skype this week uh but we've brought some friends along that way they can they don't have to travel as far that's good right yeah yeah last week yeah. crossed a few tolls whatever something like that so no alcohol no alcohol though we don't get we don't uh get to feature well me and nate live close and you guys live close <laughs> ah so we should just do like two rival podcasts or we can just do like two podcasts and we'll join them yes yeah like one after the other yeah not no oh, over the top of each other yeah. oh that's oh, even better yeah. yeah competing we'll have the show notes and we just have to go from there hmm. how about Jung and Nathan you guys are on the left ear Job and I are on the right ear yeah that's good yeah. where is here no ear oh ear on the ears over, over ear yeah, like uh, a sort of re- so now we get, we broadcast rather than in like mono, we're in stereo. Sure. Now in stereo, yeah. two times the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then and like, you can have those sounds to, across. Yeah, like whichever one you like better, you can just like take out the right earphone. Oh, next level. Uh, you got the metrics aren't on you guys that. on the right? 
Well, it's like whatever you want. So it's like if someone does something well, stupid, like start would... saying Metal Gear Solid's great or whatever, <laughs> then you can just take that earphone out. Shots fired! How do I take out the right earphone right now? It won't help. Remove Jeremy from this conversation. Oh, I can just block him on Skype. <laughs> what an amazing revolution! Just mute me. We still yeah. hear him though. It's okay. Yeah, everyone else will. <laughs> but I don't have to hear the hateful lies. <laughs> you can, you can block out the truth all you want. I can remain blissful in my ignorance. Have you guys had that argument? Because it sounds fun. I want to hear it if it's a real argument. What? What? I uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm oh damn it! Yeah, That's no yeah, fun. yeah. Um, would be able to go down that road very far without showing ignorance. Yes. Finally, I've got Jung over on something. Um, we should talk about games, right? There's a lot games. So yeah. Jung's play. Jung has to leave in a little bit. So he's played two games mm-hmm. uh, that I care to talk about. Uh, <laughs> And also Heroes of the Storm. Um, <laughs> well, actually, Heroes of the Storm might oh be God. interesting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> go on, um, go on, go on. Just, uh, just for the what's been happening in the last, I guess, uh, two and a half months now. Sure. Um, the game's been a bit stale. Um, so you might have heard, like, I think I, I did a little stint at Kotaku. I was posting about it. And I don't think Blizzard liked it. But um, they um, released like this update, I don't know, two and a half months ago to maybe three months ago. I don't know. Um, but it was like a, a big update that drastically changed the scaling of the game. Um, and so like it, it basically made the whole game feel like it used to feel at level 20. So like everyone was doing the same damage and had like the same health and the towers were doing the same damage um, relative to, you know, HP and all that as it was at level 20 before. So like everyone was super deadly stuns were just like vicious. Yep. Um, and then you were all this like chain stunning going on with like, you get chained like two or three times you get stunned in a row and then you're just dead. So the stun and gun meta was like really strong. And, um, some heroes fared better than others in that scaling change. Yep. Um, which meant that like certain heroes that nobody expected just skyrocketed to the top of the meta. And that was all that was, picked like for two and a half months everyone was just picking the exact same heroes in every single match uh, and it was both like in ranked play and it was in competitive play everyone was just picking Kael'thas, Tyrande, Diablo um, just the same ones every single match so they've been like and there was no balance update for like two and a half months so everyone was kind of like rightfully hounding the team it was like hey we really need some updates like a little more often than this or at least some kind of like ban mechanic like in the draft so we can like whatever the op hero of the time is we can just ban them mm-hmm. um so they say that's coming but they say it's not like soon it's like months away and um they have been re- like releasing little small balance updates um because the last hero they came out with um gray main there was no balance updates with that it was just new hero released into the wilds and um, everyone didn't pick it because they were like, no, we're just going to keep picking Tyrande and Diablo. And um, yeah, so that's what it's been like for the last two and a half months. And um, hopefully they're going to get their asses into gear. Uh, but yeah, no, it's kind of like the hots update. It's been a little stale. Are they dropping a new hero tomorrow? Tomorrow? Yeah. Lee Ming should be tomorrow. 
Yeah. And uh, she looks really good. Yeah, she looks um, – everyone's been asking for heroes that have a higher skill ceiling as well. Um, so she definitely looks to be doing that. Uh, all her abilities are skill shot, and a couple of them do require some proper aim and prediction. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's it looks like um, like if you can get on a roll with Li Ming, because every takedown you get with her resets all of her cooldowns, even her ultimate. So um, if you get on a roll, like if you get one takedown, then the next couple of takedowns are going to be quickly followed, you know? Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So she, sh- she should be good. But what we really need is, like, to fix the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about XCOM 2 first. Yeah. Yeah? Um, has anyone else played it? No. Well, I played it ages ago, but I haven't played it since... They got to final build or release build or whatever. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Let's say, uh, yeah, you finished it, though, haven't you? Yeah, finished it. Um, mainly been working on this project, but um, I sort of like once once I got in, uh, past the super crunch period on this project I've been working on, I was like, just had XCOM two in there the whole time, just like just calling to me. Yeah. Um, so few few late nights. And um, I, uh, it was my second go that I beat it on. The first go I failed. Um, it took me like 44 hours on the go that I won. Huh. Um, but I do tend to leave my computer for a little bit. But uh, yeah, really, really good game. I think, uh, and I've been saying it since I started playing it, uh, and I just saw someone else. I think it was, uh, I don't know, one of the PC gaming sites. They said it as well, that it's an early contender for Game of the Year. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Yeah. Um, it is a strong game. It's um, I don't think, like, they're resting on their laurels very much. Mm. Um, it is very XCOM. Like, it's very much like the last game. But the, um, the random level generation is huge. You can't tell the difference between that and um, handcrafted levels. Um, the modding is huge. Um, it's going to add so much longevity to the game. Um, it's, it's pretty powerful. Like you can just make assets, drop it in the right folder, uh, give it rules. Like, you know, this, this particular tile is only for use in winter environments, or this particular tile should never be within four tiles of cover or like whatever rules you want to give it. And then the game will automatically propagate that in levels. Um, so that's, that's just awesome. And then there's the new Overwatch, um, sort of cinematic camera angle thing where it's like if you have five people on Overwatch and Overwatch gets triggered, the camera will pan past all of them as they fire on the target. They um, were so blowing looks- their load about that at uh, at the preview event I was at. I, I didn't yeah. think it was that. It they were did, pushing it, it really hard. didn't add anything to the game for me, but uh, on yeah. top of that, like it just sort of, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't for seem me- to happen... That's just a tweak to me. Like, it's cool. I, I yep. like it. It's a good feature. Um, but it's a tweak on what happened in the last game. Because you could actually do that in the last game. Like, if you set it up right. Really? Um, I had, yeah, yeah. I had moments where it's like, um, if you... Because there are moments in... Like, if you get the range just right, you're barely on the edge of what the enemy can see. Then you can overwatch it. And then, like, get p- three people on overwatch and then charge in with the last person. And then it triggers the scramble animation of the enemy. And then as they scramble, they trigger the overwatch. Uh, and then, uh, there are situations where like uh, the camera will just sort of pan towards each, each new person. But then if you want to guarantee it, cause that's really hard to do. If mm-hmm. you want to guarantee it, uh, you can get that ghost armor 
And then you can get right up next to the enemy. So you can have like four people with ghost armor if you want. (laughs) All in Overwatch. And then you just charge in with the the last person. Uh, And then it does the same thing. So this is just like a more refined cinematic version of that. Um, But yeah, it's still pretty cool. Um, The new enemies are really cool. Um, The faceless is awesome, which is like, um, it's like, it could be any civilian on the level. Yep. Um, and then like, as soon as you trigger it, it just morphs from a civilian into this giant, um, fleshy thing that looks like it's from Pan's labyrinth, like the guy with the eyes. Yeah. Cool. Um, and that's really cool. Cause it's like, you've got those missions where you, um, have to rescue the civilians and you have to get within their circle to rescue them. So it's like, you go up into their circle and all of a sudden they just morph into this giant thing and you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, I shoot them. They got like 10 hit points. So um, it requires like two shots or something to take him down, two hits. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, it can be extremely rough if you've dashed there as you're the last person on your turn, mm. um, which is not recommended anyway. But um, if you don't trigger it all game, uh, all mission, then it's like you've killed everyone else, and then all of a sudden you just hear these two things morphing off into the distance. Ah, yeah, it's going to come charging at you. Mm. Um. But yeah, the uh, the other enemies, the vipers, the snakes, they're pretty cool. Uh, the archons are real dicks. They dodge everything. Oh yeah. I think like um, like when you look at the archons, I think they have like a separate dodge roll. So um, it says ninety two percent to hit, but it's not really because they might dodge it, uh, which gets really frustrating. And if you get into psionics. I found that mind controlling a um, an archon was great because the enemy just fires at the archon, and they just keep missing it. Um, it's like a big damage sink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what else? They got Max. They got fucking all the normal troopers. A lot of lot more t- uh, character customization. Yeah, a lot more uh, cosmetic customization. Um, which I found was cool because um, I sort of had a little culture for my squad in my head. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I was like, I had them all... Because doing the, the customization is a little bit like penning your Warhammer army. Yep. It's like, um, uh, yeah, you do the little color schemes and stuff like that. So I had, like, the blue squad. And it's like, only when you've done something awesome for the squad do you earn your colors and uh, then I repaint them? <laughs> awesome. It's like, all right, you're one of the team now. Um, and it's kind of important. And, uh, I think that's represented mechanically as well, because like new plate people into the squad are freaking useless. Like you need to babysit them for the first two ranks, um, before they start being of any use to the squad. Um, and then like in terms of, items and stuff like that there's not a lot of customization uh it's pretty much like the last one where it's like there's not like 50 swords that you can get with different stats um there's just like three swords and um you know there's a hierarchy one is clearly better than the other um so i felt like that that could have been a bit more fleshed out like i thought there was going to be some kick-ass swords um but uh the new ranger class is cool just runs up to people and slices them yep um, later on in the game, you get this Reaper ability where it's like if you kill someone with the slice, you get another slice. Oh, cool. So it's like if you brought people down to like, um, you know, four people down to like half health, then you can use the Reaper ability to just clean up all of them with the Ranger. 
Cool. Um, I felt in the early game, um, the uh, the percentage chance to hit <laughs> before you start to get like the scopes and increased abilities, and before you start to really um, up up the game of your squad, a lot of the shots that you're taking are like fifty percent, sixty percent to hit. Mm-hmm. And so I just found like shooting to be not a great way to play. Um, so I put a lot of grenadiers in my squad. Some some missions I was going in with four grenadiers. Yeah, and like I was just blowing everything up. And by the time I get to a end of a mission, uh, it looked like a tornado had just like gone through the entire level. And I was blowing <laughs> up cover, and like because you blow up the cover and then you can shoot them the rest of the way because then all of a sudden they've got no cover and it's a higher chance to hit anyway. Yep. Um, but, uh, like you tried to not blow up valuable targets because then you get more resources at the end. Um, but I just got good at like, um, you know, getting two aliens within the radius of the circle and then not blowing up the valuable stuff. Um, yeah, I found that to be an awesome way to play. Like snipers were freaking useless in the early game. They need to be like top tier before a sniper gets good. Um, so I just didn't bother with snipers at all. Um, just ran in with grenadiers and I had, um, specialists, which are like, they're kind of medics as well as people who can hack mechs and turrets. Um, hacking in the early game is also really like, you've got a lot of like 30% chance to hack and like, it's really not worth it because a failed hack has these like ridiculous drawbacks. Like the entire enemy team is buffed for the rest of the mission. It's like, no thanks. Um, but then like later on, as you like get new gear and new abilities, um, you get situations where you're, it's like a 95% chance to hack or a hundred percent chance to hack, um, for the, like the easy stuff, like just shutting a mech down for two turns yep. or shutting a turret down for two turns, like towards the end of the game, that was like hundred percent chance for me. Um, so I was doing that all the time. Yep. But um, the, uh, other stuff was still pretty low. I take it. Yeah, the um, there's like there's a more risky option that you can go with a lot of the time. Yep. Um, I just didn't do it because even sometimes late in the game, because like their skills go up too. Like it's it's your hacking skill against theirs. Right. So yep. Go up against the important targets, and um, they've got a higher skill level. So then it's like the more risky option is like forty percent chance to gain intel on enemy activities. Uh, but again, it's like. You know, the drawback is, like, entire enemy team is buffed for the rest of the mission. You're like, uh, no, I don't think I will. Um, I would like to, I, when I get into the, finally get into the game, I'm probably going to want to do a run where all I do is take the risky option. Yeah. Try it's going to be a hard game. And it's already a hard game, and that's going to yeah. make it a lot harder. Because, yeah. like, a lot of the time, the, um, uh, a lot of the time you get a benefit that's just for that one soldier. It's that's like, true, Yeah you get two turns of not being hit on the one soldier, but then the drawback is for the entire enemy team. I did see some pretty baller boosts though. So I I don't know. It might be, sometimes it might be worthwhile. I saw a lot of shit boosts, man, to be honest. Like I saw a lot of boosts that were like, um, get an extra two mobility for the next Uh, two turns. So it's like, Oh, I can move an extra two tiles. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. No, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, but um, then you can, like, you've got um, the Skulljack, which is the new arc thrower. Um, And uh, if you bring someone into melee range of an enemy troop, 
then you can kind of like hack their skull <laughs> for <laughs> intel. And that's always a 70% chance to just get the Skulljack into them. Um, and it's an instant death for them. And then like, um, then you can decide how risky you want to be with the actual hacking of it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. But it kind of turns your medic into like a, a risk reward thing as well. Um, yeah. It's like, do I want my medic to be, cause it's, it's, it should go on the specialist. So do I want my renic, medic running frontline to, um, get the 70% chance to melee their skull or whatever? Yeah. But, mm. um, yeah, I was running like two specialists, four grenadier men. And then you get like, um, talents where it's like, uh, your grenadiers can have like pretty much four grenades and they've got grenade launchers. So, um, I was just blowing everything up. <laughs> and then, um, for like biological enemies, they've got flash grenades. Um, so, so useful. Um, big area of effect. It doesn't affect teammates. And it just disorients them. And the way, it's not just like this disorient, because if they fire, they get an aim penalty. But it's the way the AI acts when they're disoriented. They just always run for cover and then go overwatch. So I was all about those uh, flash grenades. And then later on, to combat the robotic enemies, there's heaps of robotic enemies later on. So you get like EMP shit, and you get like EMP bullets as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, sick. Sick fucking game. How did you uh, go with the name customization? Did you use that at all? or No, nah, I didn't really play with it. You can give them a whole backstory if you want. You can like type out where they came from and shit. Yeah. Which I'm sure some people will. I didn't play with the names. Did you enjoy how um, Kiwi, the Australians, oh my God. sounded? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really like the, the, like, the Australian accent is very prevalent. Yeah. Um, and then you get like, it's funny, it's all random. So it's like, you might have a dude, he's like, he's black, but he's from Sweden and he speaks Australian. (laughs) (laughs) I just, that that threw me the whole time. I had a dude that looked like John Jones. He looked, he's from like Sweden and he had an Australian accent. (laughs) Yeah. So, but that, that side of it's pretty good. I do wish there was more customization with like the armor and the gear and the swords because um, that progression is the same as the last game. It's like right. there are another two tiers of armor, another two tiers of sword, another two tiers of weaponry. Um, and it kind of retreads the ground of the last game as well with regards to like going into plasma weapons. Right. Uh, there's not like new shit. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's like until I started doing the my strat where I just bring in like four grenadiers, I was having a tough time because I was trying to shoot stuff. Yeah. Um, just wasn't working out for me. That's why I failed the first go. Um, hmm. But after that, it got good. And then the boss fights were pretty tough, but I managed to do it. Very challenging game. People are going to lose before they win. Yeah. Yeah, I had that problem well, in the last one. I think everyone is. had that problem. <laughs> did did yeah. you play it, Nathan, the last one? No, I don't touch turn-based games. <laughs> just okay. At all. At all. Uh, fuck the- you for bringing it up. No, no, the closest that I get is Total War. Right. So, and I, and I do all the battles um, RTS. I don't skip any and simulate because it always fucking goes the wrong way. Yeah. You outnumber them grossly and you lose 500 men and you're doing some like replay of 300 and then you win against like a million guys. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
This one, you get some, there's one type of mission in this one where you get to field all your troops. Oh, wow. Really cool. All, all at once. Yeah. Awesome. Hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's the, it's when your, your ship gets shot down. Oh, okay. And then the aliens are attacking your ship. And if you lose it, it's game over. Instant game over. Of course. And, um, yeah, if you've been repurposing alien turrets, um, which you have to invest in, um, then you, you get turrets to help you out as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Hmm. <clears throat> but, I'm excited uh, for it. <laughs> yeah. I had like 10 people on the map. <clears throat> and like they were all on the front line. And then they uh, they had a flare drop in to signal an enemy dropship. And um, I had a turn to react. So I had like all the people on the front line on Overwatch. <laughs> and then the dropship came in and dropped like three troopers. And like Overwatch triggered amongst like it was like between ten and fifteen people on the front line. <laughs> I've got a, a video of it, so I was going to put it up on YouTube. But it's just like Overwatch of all of them; they just get freaking slaughtered. Hmm. Awesome. Some of the Overwatches are pretty funny. Like you see, uh, when the aliens want to like jump up a level, uh, go to the next story up, they just do this massive jump up, and they go high in the sky. And uh, I've got a couple videos of like me having a few people on Overwatch, mm. and they just jump up. And then I get this heavy gunner just like rat ta 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 and then instantly denied and they go straight back down. <laughs> awesome. Oh man, yeah, now I really want to play it. Yeah, it's addictive as fuck. Friday. Really good. Mm. <laughs> I have it already. Uh, I just haven't found the time. I was yeah, much. I mean I was thinking like cuz I I'm not reviewing it for anyone, but I was thinking like how is this not a 10? Yeah. Like I was trying to think of reasons why like luckily I don't have the, you know, the the job of writing it, but yep. I was trying to think is there a reason this is not a 10 because it's like it's pretty perfect. Like I didn't come across any bugs other than the the thing that's usually there with XCOM, like you know, sometimes they fire through walls and stuff like that and sometimes uh, the yeah, camera yeah. gets stuck behind a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like people are going to complain about the die rolls, but um that's not a problem really with XCOM. It's like, are you going to penalize every single board game or something that uses a die roll? Um, like seeing how the entire game revolves around like that sort of risk management. It's, it is hard to like uh, criticize the game for it. Like that you're, you're criticizing the essence of the, the game here. Like yeah. that sort of writes it off as just sort of not for you really. Doesn't yeah, it? exactly. Like, like if you're criticizing it for that, then you're criticizing a whole genre. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't see the point in marking it down for that. Like the whole game is about risk management. Um, and yeah, you are actually, you, you're absolutely going to have times when you have like three people that have a 90% chance to hit and all of them miss. And you know, that's XCOM. But then yeah. like sometimes it's the smarter option to just, hit him with a flash bomb. Like that's, I found a way around it. My way around it was just blow everything up. Yeah. Um, so that worked for me, but, um, yeah, I don't know. The only thing I, I, I was thinking that might be a legitimate reason is just the, the progression of gear and everything is like, it, it means that towards the end of the game, it does start to feel a bit like the last game. Right. It's like, okay. I know all the enemies now. Yeah. Uh, I've done the same gear progression. I'm on top of things. And at, at this point in the game, like maybe 80% of the way through the game, it starts to feel exactly like it did 80% of 
through the last game. Yeah. So, to the to those uh, the random elements, the random events. What, I can't remember whether they're called. Uh, <coughs> they sort of you've got those. Oh yeah. Like worldwide events that sort of. Yeah, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, it's like um, uh, it's similar to the last one in that like the last one made you make a choice between going to a few different places, and you just like you couldn't be in all the places at once. Um, you just had to choose one. And that means the other two places or whatever start to hate you. Yeah. Um, but then one place loves you. Yep. Uh, so with this one, it's like you, you do the same thing, but it's like uh, for every mission you don't do. So it's like you choose a, one between three. Yep. And then the other two uh, mean that the enemy succeeded in completing a dark event. And then that's going to happen. or So that's going to cause like effects throughout the rest of the month. So that means you get one month of like an effect like uh, enemies have increased sight. So it's a lot harder to get an Overwatch ambush Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe uh, certain enemies have venom bullets. So it's like after the if they hit with a shot, that means you're going to continue to take damage. Wow. Uh, Or maybe like uh, the next construction of an alien facility is brought forward by two weeks. Yeah. there's a big, big project that the enemy works on, um, and it's like if it gets 12 points, then it's completed. And so some of these dark events are like the enemy instantly gets two points towards its project. So uh, whenever I saw that one, I, I pretty much had to do that mission to stop that from happening. Sure, yeah. Um, so pretty much the whole game revolves around that project that the enemy has. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably one thing that I like about this game better than the last one is that this game, it really does feel like the enemy has its own uh, counters and, and timers. It's like, um, it has it's under the hood and you can't see it, but it's like, okay, there's two weeks until this alien facility is constructed, three weeks until they do their next mission, uh, there's five weeks before the next whatever. Um, and it's like, those are actual real things. They're not really responding to what you're doing. Yep. It just is. And it's like, however you play, like if you play well, you can outplay that. Whereas yeah. in the in the last XCOM, it felt like the enemy is, is just upping its game along with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like if you bring plasma weapons into the next fight, then somehow the enemy has also upgraded their shit. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I haven't really upgraded at all because you're just going to match it. Yep. You're going to balance it automatically. So with this one, it's like if you're out playing them from the beginning, you are going to get ahead. Um, and uh, it's going to be an easy game for you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, if you fuck up, you know, they're not going to slow down. Um, they're just going to kill you. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely getting in. I'm in. Um, I saw that those, uh, the Long War mod creators yeah. are doing some day one mods for the game, but not Long War. <laughs> the mod that, mods that they're releasing day one will not be the long war and they're not even sure if they'll do a long war type modification for XCOM 2 yet but um still like yeah they got it's really cool um submachine guns uh and I think a new enemy coming in so they have detailed they have detailed what they're doing yeah yeah so they've gone into it they told Eurogame I think uh, there was one other I just can't remember what it was but uh it's pretty cool um 
hopefully they do a long war one day. I don't, I could never play it myself, but I love the stories that come out of it. Um, right. People who play a long war just sort of slowly, very slowly go mad <laughs> as they yeah. continuously like get crushed by a game that seems to have it all out for them. But yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it, but it's sick that they're coming out with that content. It's, I'm really looking forward to all the stuff that people make. I think there will be like probably some uh, big-time customization mods coming out. Star Wars XCOM. Oh, Star- yeah. <laughs> there's, there's not a heck of a lot of like different you know, bandanas and face masks and stuff like that. There's not a lot of that. Yeah. So I imagine people are going to be adding in a lot of that stuff. More bandanas as face masks and then transfer into your total conversion mod, uh, the one envisioned by Alan from 2K, X Compton. It's got to happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I would play the fuck out of it. X Compton. Amazing. Yeah. It's basically just... uh, the, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah. yeah. I still haven't watched it. Oh, I was so close to watching it on a plane, and then it's like, uh, this content has been modified. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. For content, yeah. I did it yeah. for content. Saw the same thing, and I turned it off. Yep. It's probably a 10 minute film. I did it version. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. But yeah, um, the, oh, any modders that do that, like or any kind of like modern day setting are going to have to create all those assets themselves because everything in XCOM 2 is futuristic and clean and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. But uh, you've been playing something else, haven't you? Senior Witness. The Witness. The Witness. Nathan, have you played this at all? Witness me. No. No, I have not. We made that joke last week as well. It was the name of the episode. Nice. Uh, sorry. Go on, Jeremy. <laughs> I listened to it. I wanted to see how the Skype sounded. It sounded good. <laughs> cool. Um, um, so I like it. You like it? Um, 10 I out like 10. The Witness. Game of the Year. No. Best game you ever played. Probably a revolutionary no. experience. Something close no. to religious for you. No? No. Interesting, because that's what probably every single fucking mod I've read said. So, really? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, apparently they've never no. encountered a maze before. Yeah, no, I just like it. That's all. I just, I just yeah. like the game. I, I like it's the good. game as well. I think it is good. Uh, <laughs> which is a switch from how I reacted last week. But. Yeah, because yeah. I you think like it for more of a like you you like it for more of a personal reason, right? Like it's sort of allowing you and your wife to play games together. Oh no, no! Like that's that's nice. I mean, it, it is definitely nice. So me and uh, and my wife have like she was sick the day after it came out, and uh, I'm sure of, she was. Uh, she got the, the witness flu. Totally. Uh, she came out <laughs> hiding in the bedroom and saw me playing it, and she uh, started to you know engage with the puzzles and. Uh, she like it's gotten to the stage where she's like straight up just doing stuff like in the game now like she's moving around and she's never really played games before which is really cool um like that she managed to find a way to engage with the game that's like, i think that's endearing of the game uh but uh like 
my problems with it, my, like the reason I like it isn't necessarily personal. That certainly helps, but uh, the reason I like it is mostly because my problems with it don't outweigh uh, what I enjoy about it, which is I like once once you get past the fact that it is all fucking maze puzzles, like. Yeah. I didn't know this going in. So when I find, when it fucking sat with me, I'm like, uh, they've got to be fucking kidding, right? Like, <laughs> surely it's not just fucking maze puzzle. Oh, no, okay. We've we've played, I've done 300 fucking panels. I guess it is just maze puzzle. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? Like, I, I'm sure it's, it's okay. Um, once you get past the sarcastic idea that you could use a mazegenerator.com to generate as many mazes as you like forever. Um, like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a satisfying enough puzzle game. It is unbelievably wanky. Oh, God, it's so I haven't so seen fun. any of these, like, video bits of oh, the wanky bits that people talk about. Luke, what do you think of these wanky bits? I like it. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Which wanky bits are you talking about? The fucking stuff underground, mate. Oh, yeah, that no is what crazy. About. It's crazy. It's, what's fuck. crazy about it? It's nuts. Like, it doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. Don't spoil it, because uh, I'm, I'm kind of underground now, but I, I haven't seen what you're talking about. You well, don't... Well, like, I, I didn't spend much time underground, but there's a portion of the game where just weird shit happens, and you're like, is he taking it somewhere else, or does something else happen? And then, like... There, there are sections of the game where it's just fucking bonkers. Like, it it just goes in a completely different direction. No, there aren't. Yeah. There aren't. There aren't. First of <laughs> all, okay, you were at 150 panels when you first claimed this, and I was at 200. I'm now at 380 or so, and I still haven't seen anything that is completely bonkers and in a completely different direction to maze puzzles the entire time. Uh like, when does this happen, Luke? When or where? Tell me how, okay? <laughs> you, forget no spoilers it? and just tell me- No, I haven't finished it. Yeah, how far well. fucking into the game do I have to get before it starts getting completely bonkers? His fucking two-thirds of the way in apparently isn't far enough. Once <laughs> once you finish it- Endgame, Job. Endgame yeah, is where once the you finish it, Or once you start getting towards- that's not the going end. in a completely different direction. That's ending somewhere else. That is starting in one place and ending somewhere else. That's not going in any different direction. That's fucking hopping, skipping, and jumping to something completely fucking different. All right. Well, because my point is I figured it out before I got to the end. But, oh, God. But at the end, they do they do let you lead you in certain directions. But if you can figure it out before then, then you will. So, uh, you are not done yet, but you figured it out. I know I've I've gone through and finished it now, but before that, I got into some some weird shit was happening. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, there are videos on the ground. Keep playing it. There's videos on the ground. You got to work out the uh, the keys, basically. Okay. I haven't so seen I'm, any videos. They're garbage. One of them is literally a man walking with a fucking candle for fucking forty five minutes, and you just sit there watching him carry a fucking candle. It's like inexplicable. Like I had to uh, fucking Google it. I had to fucking it. Google it. No, I think I get it. Walking oh, with a candle. No, yeah, it makes sense. Wait, you oh, didn't get it. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. I haven't worked it out yet. Oh, yeah, when I finish the game, I'll probably uh, it'll probably all make sense to me why it's art, he. Uh, it is. Don't you it's, get the art? It's Don't art. You get the that, art. 
I, I actually, now I do get the art. So thanks. <laughs> thanks for pointing out. Um, Sounds like her story. Fuck you, okay? <laughs> I, I, actually, I literally know where you live, motherfucker, and I'll come at you. Okay? <laughs> God yeah. damn it. I, so um, what I'll say is, have you done anything? You've just done these, these puzzles on panels, right? Yeah. All right, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've done puzzles in the world as well. I've done puzzles on panels and I've pressed shift a lot because the movement's so fucking slow. Oh my god, yes. Uh, it's so <laughs> slow, you just fucking... It's not like... It's not quite everybody's gone to the rapture slow, but Jesus Christ, it comes close. The acceleration is like... It's yeah. like quap. <laughs> <laughs> and there are moments when like you're like... I found invisible walls that won't allow me to go back down places that I just yeah. walked up and you're like... Hang on, how does that even work? How have you come to this conclusion? It's because he can't drop down a ledge that he can very easily walk up. Unbelievable. It's a puzzle. You got to find the way out. Oh, of course it's a puzzle. Uh, it's a maze puzzle. You got to find the way to the. Yeah, I need to be able to jump. Did anyone play The Vanishing of Ethan Carter? Yes. Uh, Was that? How does that compare? That's a completely different game. That's so, like a story-driven narrative. But it's all puzzles <laughs> as well, isn't it? Unless. Maisy, right? Uh, this is way more like the Talos principle. Okay. Yeah. But not as good. I did know, though, that it was going to be like, because I've been following it. I knew it was going to be all maze puzzles. Oh, I knew, I I was under the impression that it was going to be like the Talos principle. uh, And I had read about mazes, and then someone (laughs) said somewhere along the line, oh, you want to go into this not knowing anything. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I can do that. Uh, and then I, w- I did, and uh, I didn't really quite understand that when they said maze puzzles, they meant drawing lines on a yeah. fucking panel. It's like know? when someone draws like a grid of dots on a paper, and they're like, "Okay, now you need to touch, you bring the pencil from one end to the other, and touch every dot along the way without lifting your thing up or crossing." Yeah, without lines. lifting it up or crossing a line, and in the middle, you need to draw like a fruit bowl or some shit. Yep. Um, it's kind of like that. But Fuck I your fruit bowl. So far, I'm impressed with the variety, and I've come across a couple puzzles that have been pretty good, and, you know, they've stumped me a little bit. Um, but, you know, I haven't seen anything, like, um, amazing or revolutionary. Like, I was wondering, actually, I was telling Joe before, I was like, I wonder if I just play too many games, because mm. uh, a lot of the puzzles in this, I kind of come across it, and I'm like, uh, oh, that's that thing from that other game. I, I Yeah, that thing. Um, whereas, you know, other people talk about these epiphany moments. And I'm just like, oh, they're doing the thing where you reflect it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Have you gotten to parts where you've got, like, colored dots and the Tetris blocks and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I've done most of the Tetris area. I've done most of the colored blocks area. Um, Yeah, I've only got two beams. But um, I I feel like there's several areas where I am almost triggering the beam. Yeah. Um, I've got, like, one more door in the tower in the village. Um, I've done the entire castle. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've done a lot of the lower level stuff. I feel like, and I'm this this you know now I'm going between all the puzzles that sort of like stumped me before, and I didn't want to spend more than thirty seconds on. Yeah, uh, I like I have a problem with the way the game teaches you the puzzle language yeah. because far too often it will. Uh, you'll come across what you think is the, like, I don't know, the grammar of the solution. 
and it'll turn out that you're completely wrong. Like you actually, it used five puzzles that were ambiguously solved enough that you could solve them and learn the completely wrong fucking rule so that when you go to learn, uh, go to do the next puzzle, you're like completely fucked. Yeah, I had that a couple times yeah. where it's like I solved the first five panels uh, using a rule that I thought was the rule. Yep. And then got to the next one and then that rule didn't work. And I'm like, uh, okay. So. It happened to me in the laboratory, uh, greenhouse or whatever the fuck you call the yeah. plant house. Um, yeah. I had it, it happen to me hardcore too. in there. Uh, and I just, I'm just, I was just like, oh, fuck this. I'm going away. Uh, went back, like, uh, I don't know a day later and uh i'd learned by then i'd learned that i wasn't able to trust what i learned <laughs> yeah, yeah which yeah. is a fucking garbage way to treat you fucking anyway uh so I, yeah i didn't learn any other fucking elements of the puzzle because there was nothing else to the puzzle it was literally just oh okay maybe i don't follow what these five have taught me maybe i try to work out if there's some other fucking way and then i'm like oh okay yeah probably yeah. For me, the Tetris ones did that for me. In the swamp area? Yeah, the swamp um, and the Tetris. And, like, I had... Um, Where was the Tetris bits? That was the swamp, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was the swamp. Yeah. Um, and it's like I had seen the Tetris pieces elsewhere, and I tried to figure it out just with um, those bits, yeah. even though they were more advanced. And I was just going, like, I'm going to be a clever bastard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't working out. So then I deliberately sought out the Tetris area to try and learn it. Mm-hmm. And then that was one where I was like, I did the first five panels, thought I knew the rule, then got completely stumped on the next one. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I had the same thing, I think. Yep. Where, yeah. where I was trying to draw the line. I was like, but this fucking works. Like, <laughs> yep. And then I couldn't figure out if it was, all right, maybe that does work, but the puzzle like solution is not that one. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you have to do it a specific way, and then I, it just confused me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then right. the whole thing where it's like you, because with those some of those those ones, it's like it's not what you see, but what you want to be. You know, mm. it's like I don't like these pieces are here, but I need to solve the puzzle as though it's like where I want them to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of threw me. That was another one, but like, yeah, it's I don't know about like they're you know obviously they're in the media like they should be spruiking their game and they're talking about epiphany crafting and you know certainly can't hold it against them to spruik their game but sure. i don't know about epiphanies no um to me it's yeah so far it's just like uh, once especially once i get to the more advanced ones i'm like all right yeah that's just a good puzzle it's just good i like yeah it. you know yeah. it wasn't my top three games anticipated for the year yeah um you know it doesn't touch XCOM for quality i'm, I'm not thinking it's going to touch dark souls 3 for quality Sure. But um, just a good good little puzzle game with lots of puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Uh, I would prefer to play it on an iPad, to be honest. That's the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, trying to control the fucking lines <laughs> with a control pad is annoying. Oh, trying really? To I thought it was over a line that oh. Using, oh, my God. It's pretty bad with the fucking control pad. Um, but, yeah. I imagine it's not... Well, uh, yeah, I don't think it could be much worse on a mouse. Mouse is fine. I will not have any problems. In terms of the overall philosophy of how you travel around the islands, I do think more games should be like that because, um, I mean, that's the whole thing where it's like, we've been talking about it with Dark Souls for ages where it's like, 
you yourself are the key. Um, you don't need to grind to get a virtual number up to go into a different area, or you don't need to like get a blue key or anything to go to the new area. Like all you need to do is teach yourself. It's a bit Metroidvania. Yeah. Well, instead of like getting a new ability or like instead of getting a new piece of tech, like you just figure out how to do shit, and that's the key to the next area. I think we talked about this last week. Um, I I like that, but I don't like how the witness does it because of the way it teaches you things. Yeah, it's kind of the same as Fez. Uh, how do you of, mean? Like Fez was a bit like that, where it's like uh, once you figure out how to solve that brand of puzzle, then that's the. Oh key. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but because like I, I thought. Like coming back to the uh, the uh, comparison with um, the Talus principle, mm. the Talus principle like breadcrumbs that shit a lot better to start yeah. off with, so that you by the time you were sort of going wherever the fuck you wanted, uh, well not even well yeah by the time you were going wherever the fuck you wanted, um, you knew how to think with yeah boxes or lasers or whatever the fuck, but. Yeah. But, like, you will definitely walk up to panels that you have no fucking chance yeah. at solving. <laughs> like, very early on as well, I mean, the fucking church door, I think I, I, I think that's the last one that I solved, and that was on Saturday. Uh, but that must have taken me fucking forever. I, I think I've done everywhere else now, except for the fucking church door. I uh, the town. didn't touch it. <laughs> How did you not touch it and finish the game? You don't have to do them all. What? Yeah. Just go. I'm trying to think. (laughs) Just go up there. Have a look. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I remember what the church door is like. You know, in the town, uh, and the whole town is just a massive pain in the fucking butt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, the worst one is like a church door with... I think it's a group of uh, like I think it's dots and Tetris yeah. and colors. Eight by eight, and it's got yeah Tetris dots, colors, and uh, negation cubes or square like shapes. Yeah, it's just. A I think I'm on that now. Uh, I think I'm trying to do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, my advice is uh, work backwards. I guess reverse engineer the fucking thing because that's how right. I did it. That's I've the. I'm trying thing. to do that. Mm. Um, I will agree that Talos Principle is a better game. It's in terms of epiphany. Like I had proper epiphanies in Talos Principle, where it's like, oh, and it's like really thinking outside of the box mm-hmm. um, for the solution, and it's like not what I expected. But yeah, you have that moment. Um, it's a shame that like Talos Principle. Uh, I don't. It'd probably play better on my new computer, but I had like FPS issues, and yeah, and you get that thing where it's like you can kind of go outside the world a bit. Um, so I feel like the production value wasn't <laughs> the same, but in terms of yeah, the quality of puzzles, and then it, it made you think as well. It's probably like the way that Talos Principle made you think philosophically. Like you know, it's probably better than <laughs> what it's better than what I'm expecting from the witness in terms of you know. Analyzing. Yeah, but wait till you watch a man carry a candle for forty-five minutes. Then you'll fucking see it. No, but that I get. That is brilliant. Of watch course, it. it's pretty good. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Um, as an elevator pitch, that's all you got to say. <laughs> There's a um, man, right? And he's got a candle. 
that's one of the other things I was like saying last week is that like I feel more compelled to do the puzzles in games like Portal or the Talos Principle because it like there is cheese in this fucking rat's maze. Like the cheese is the fucking little bits of story that it ekes out, like the story about the computer that thinks it's God or the story that about the computer that thinks it's God in Portal. Uh, it seems to be a recurring theme. But, uh, yeah, like, at least it's got, like, you know, Portal had humor and Talus Principle had some humor, uh, some philosophy. Uh, yeah, like, this doesn't... This is just... Oh, okay, I'm doing mazes for the sake of doing mazes. So far. Have you been that, collecting the audio logs? Uh, I found one. Oh, no, I found, found two. Okay. And the second one was so obnoxiously wanky that I decided not to look for them anymore. So, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do puzzles just for the sake of puzzles. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just... That's that's pretty much how I'm seeing The Witness. Is just like, I might as well have just bought a Mensa puzzle book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I my advice will be to... Uh, if you want to finish it, get it done as soon as possible. Uh, why is that? Because you're not going to remember anything if you come uh, back to it at a later stage. I've forgotten the language. That's true. Yeah. I mean, XCOM is yeah just about out. There's something else next week, isn't there? Um, Unravel! No, that wasn't it. Uh, <laughs> I know Street Fighter is coming out soon. Oh, Firewatch. I was thinking of Firewatch. Uh, is that out next week? Yeah, it's next week. Cool. Can't can't wait to walk somewhere slowly while someone tells me a story. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Anyway. Sorry. Uh, does my sarcasm come through on Skype? No, sound a bit robotic. Yeah, right. your face gets covered in a different hue. Oh, I'm so excited to walk somewhere really slowly. Skype just gave me a warning that that's a little bit too much. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um <laughs> I'm sure Firewatch will be great will. for those of you who decide to play it. You should play it, Joe. I'm not going to. You should finish this game. You should stream it. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. You should stream <laughs> you playing The End of the Witness. <laughs> yes. This yeah. has to happen. That would be funny. Oh, my fucking God. This weekend, this is what you should be doing. This weekend is far too late. Why? As far as well, as far as I can tell, I could finish this game probably right now. Oh, you won't! I can tell you, <laughs> you'll spend a lot of time at this last spot, which is, is why you should make it a, and like a, um, you like have your webcam on and all that shit because I want to see your face when you finish it. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm, oh, candle! My like alarm bells are fucking. <laughs> ringing right now because Luke doesn't get excited about me finishing shit unless the payoff is so unbelievably annoying and like let down e that I am extremely apprehensive right now stream it Joe do it oh my god so cool um very worried about finishing the witness now pretty sure it's gonna be terrible it's good to know uh cool awesome uh It'll turn out I was I was carrying the candle the whole time. (laughs) You are the candle. I am the candle, (laughs) and I was carrying the candle. Yeah, 
And the whole world's a candle. You're the candle, and the person carrying you is Jonathan Blow. Oh my god. Meta as fuck. You're not actually doing the puzzles. You're the flame. Oh. Uh, Okay, anyway. uh, The Witness. Yep. Yeah. That witness. Good shit. Is there really only two achievements? On PC, there is, yeah. On PlayStation, there's a lot more. Okay. Why do you care? I don't. I just found it odd. No. Looks like we fucking found you out at, at last. Jung, this isn't the first time we've caught you asking about achievements, is it? You did some achievement hunting in Dark Souls, didn't you? Ho, 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 ho. Achievo warrior. Look at this. Wanted, uh, something to be proud of. He can't help himself. So much for only doing the puzzles for the sake of the puzzles. You know well-ity, what they're shit? Well-ity, well-ity. What? Sorry. You know what? The, that's a really good idea. Custom achievements. What? What? <laughs> if there could be custom achievements, because I've always thought like the actual achievements in most games are shit, right? But like um, the ones that uh, Geometry Wars does are like really examples of really good ones. But say for example, like in Dark Souls, you complete their achievements like whatever you play the game. But if you do something like One Breath, like that's actually something. So oh, what if you have a custom achievement? You could be like, all right, you, you get the One Breath thing, you get the One Breath achievement. That'd be so- sick. To get the those rings, didn't you have to get the achievement for not dying and the other one for not using a bonfire? Oh, I didn't. Do, I didn't do those for Dark Souls too. Right, but that was an achievement, right? Though, wasn't it, or was it just yeah. a reward? Uh, I'm not sure. Hmm. I think there might have been an achievement for getting every item in game. Right, and if that's the case, then um, then you would need to get those rings. Yep. Uh, let me see which I forget whether it was Dark Souls 2 that I got the ultimate achievement or Dark Souls 1 yeah I don't know I don't know Davey Dark Souls we should get um, we should get we should talk about Company Heroes 2 World War 2 mod the original Company Heroes actually what no we're not talking about that okay no, go on. Tell us, <laughs> tell us, I only played uh, about 15 minutes of it for a taster. Old Fiaran once is very, very excited, champing at the bit to uh, take it for a real spin with me. Oh, yeah. He, he raved about it. I'm really disappointed that I never discovered it back when I was absolutely in love with the original Company of Heroes. But to like sum it up really easily, it's just more of a realistic um, mod. So instead of, say, an MG team taking, you know, 15 seconds to suppress and kill or 20 seconds or whatever it is, they get shredded. <laughs> yeah, cool. You've got a chance to get them out of there, but you'll probably instantly lose one or two of them. Uh, and if you don't retreat them, you'll lose them all really, really quickly. And, you know, that realism carries over to uh, the sort of penetration ratings on anti-tanks versus tanks and and so on and so forth. So it's less arcadey. And, um, yeah, I find it a lot more satisfying. I, I thought that I wouldn't find it, find it as enjoyable. But, yeah, it's good fun. And I'm very, very keen to take it for a proper spin. I'm more keen to take... Um, the spiritual successor spearhead for company of heroes 2 first ah. company of heroes 2 did some amazing things for the rts genre some things as simple as being able to vault over low cover which sounds really <laughs> ridiculous but yep. hey they revolutionized that i guess Woo-hoo. but more importantly the um sort of dynamic 
uh, fog, or not dynamic, but the fog of war that's true sight fog of war. So you can actually hide behind buildings and it doesn't have that circle that just moves and sees everything, if, even if it's behind cover. That idea is awesome. So, uh, yeah, keen to try out Spearhead, which is sort of a realism uh, mod for Company Heroes 2 as well. And I'll let you guys know about that next time, I guess. Cool. Wait, Sounds yeah. fun. Does it? Wait, is he being sarcastic now? No. Uh, for What's sure. his hue like? What's that? My hue. What's his hue like? Hmm. Yeah, what color is? It's is blue. This square. So he's not no, no sarcasm. Uh, and you've been playing Homeworld. I have. The new uh, one. Apparently it's brilliant. No, no, oh. no. Nobody's going to go that far. Oh, okay. I have. Uh, I've, I've definitely seen some people call it brilliant. Who? Who are these uh, people? Just people on the internet. <laughs> Did you make these people up, Trevi? Just. Uh, I remember so- someone saying it was good. I thought it must have been. No, it is. It's good. Don't get me wrong, but oh, um, okay. brilliant or, or perfect or something like that would definitely not be those words thrown around. Uh, the original Homeworld games kicked your fucking ass. Yeah. Um, and this one doesn't. I guess that's the, the simplest comparison is that it becomes really, really easy really early on if you apply the kind of tactics that you needed to do in original Homeworld particularly, which is, is like to, to basically get rid of all resources in the area before moving on. Right. Um, in the original game, that was manually activated. Like, you had to get all your ships back to your mothership to fly off and, you know, kind of activate the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you could have that time at the end to just get collect, harvest, everything. Uh, in this one, it, it will end once you complete whatever the final objective might be, so you kind of got to do it a bit more dynamically, which is, you know, this is good because it, it stops you from just destroying everything and then kind of having five minutes at the end where you walk away knowing you're not going to get attacked um i think it it loses something in being land-based obviously the other good thing that homeworld gave the strategy genre that nobody really capitalized on was this idea of being able to fight in true 3d space or at least move in true 3d space so you could get you know you could dive down with fighter ships onto an unsuspecting force or go through asteroids and and i really like the idea of not fighting across what is essentially a two-dimensional plane to kind of counter that they've done what total annihilation did which is going back away uh with the idea of kind of uh 3d terrain so that shots can miss and things like that yeah Uh, they've also added height advantage which i'm pretty sure is like total war standard so if you're on top of any sort of hill you your units will automatically get a damage buff not a range buff that i'm aware of but definitely a damage buff the 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 trick with that is that unlike total war or even say company of heroes or something like that you can't do a right click horizontal drag to put them into a formation so it involves individual micro or making them go over the hill and then come back on the angle that you wanted, which is a pain in the ass, to get them to all have it. Otherwise, they're in this weird sort of ragtag line where maybe three out of six have the advantage and the others don't. And it doesn't gel well with the OCD part of me in general. Um, yeah, look, it, it's good. It's I'm, People bitch about it for being short, but I'm probably going to get about 12 hours out of it from the campaign which I think is fine in RTS terms yep um 
it hasn't got the obligatory, at least not yet, you know, you only have one unit, so take them behind enemy lines and kill everyone. Plagues, strategy games, sort of thing. Your units all carry forward again, uh, which I think is part of the problem of making it a bit too easy. Um, There was a stage, or a few stages in a row, where I didn't even lose a unit. Right, so you just sort of snowball. Yeah, uh, but then they've stepped it up uh, in the last level that I did they actually sent a decent force at me and I lost some stuff but I didn't really feel like I was ever um, you know um, going to lose yep. once you get your head around the idea of um, the earliest you can getting the kind of attack jets from the land aircraft carrier to um, home ship then you basically win until you know you send in ground units to take out their anti-air and then you just bombard and you can't even get shot at back and yeah it's it's really really kind of simplistic in terms of its tactics in that regard which is a bit sad i mean i'm playing on standard difficulty but i was working on the logic that normal in the original homeworlds was really really tough and this is made up of a team of developers who some of whom or maybe the core ones whatever were from uh, relic so they were from the original homeworld team and they were actually making a game called Shipbreakers before Gearbox said, you know what, we'll give you the license and you can do a fully-fledged uh, prequel. Yeah. Hmm. But if you're a Homeworld fan, it's like the, the cutscenes are beautiful, not the in-engine ones, but the sort of concept art meets a bit of uh, dynamic motion thrown in for dramatic flair. They are absolutely gorgeous, even if the story is at least um, about three-quarters of the way through, not particularly compelling. Right. Um... But, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I intend to go back and finish it. I don't really finish games these days, uh, which is good. Cool. So, worth it, but not not the kind of, like, I guess if you were expecting Homeworld again in terms of sort of some sort of RTS revolution, yeah, it's not that. Cool. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, I Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, this came out on PC last week. Yep. So I've been playing uh, quite a bit of that. I'm probably uh, quite close to the end, I think. I'm about 12 hours in. Cool. Uh, the last one took me about 11 or 12 hours. So, um, so yes. yeah. And you've just encountered a bunch of supernatural shit for no reason, so you must be near the end, right? Uh, uh, does that better? Does it so much better? Oh, Maybe. I'm getting Ooh. there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm at that stage where it seems like some weird shit's about to happen. So, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, like Nathan said a couple of weeks back, there's a lot more raiding of tombs. Yep. Yeah. Um, comparing it to the last game, there was like the, there was a lot of focus on just going through and just like murdering everybody. Um, I remember that being a really big thing quite early on, whereas this one is has a really slow burn at the start. Um, you don't face too many enemies. It's kind of just you taking on uh, wildlife and and gathering resources and that sort of stuff, um, and then you you get a couple of enemies, like a small handful, and it just kind of starts to to go into more puzzles and backwards and forwards between the two. Um, so there seems to be less focus on the action and more on the puzzle elements this time as well, which is quite good. Um, they still have the murdering though; they still have defined murdering sequences. Yeah, there's a lot of there's there's I guess the biggest problem I've got with the game is I think the 
the combat, the shooting is is pretty shit. It doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel good about it. Like there's no impact to when you're taking uh, either shooting people or um, you know hand to hand combat. It just doesn't feel like anything's connecting properly. Um, so I I don't know. I just had a weird thing with that, and I don't remember that being a problem with the last one. So I'm not sure what's causing that exactly. Uh, but yeah, like the last game, I'm just using the bow and arrow other than situations that call for, uh, you know, a machine gun or, you know, I'm forced to do something. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the bow and arrow is pretty much just a headshot machine. I'm playing it pretty stealthy. Uh, you do get some abilities later on that allows you to just pretty much just aim at a person and it'll auto target uh, a body part, uh, specifically their head in this case. Mm. And she'll just fire three arrows off at once and just take out a bunch of dudes. Oh, yeah, I've done some tombs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but in saying that, like that ability, you need to be really far away for that to happen because the moment you lose, uh, like your sight on a person, it that target just disappears and pretty much you can't you can't uh, fire those three arrows. You, you're stuck with two or just one. So. It uh, it is a bit finicky in terms of that sort of stuff, which can be quite frustrating because I just kind of just want to just destroy everybody and just be <laughs> this ultimate killing machine. Um, but uh, that's all right, and and also because I just don't find the uh, the shooting to be that satisfying. There's just something about it. It's just yeah, it just doesn't have that impact. I don't think. I didn't find that at all on Xbox One. Maybe that's because controllers vibrate or something as stupidly weird as that. But um, I'm using controller on PC. Really? I certainly found it frustrating to try and aim and hit heads, but I didn't find that the shooting felt off, especially not compared to the original one because my uh, girlfriend had been playing through it and I had to do a couple sections for her and I, it was good for me to be able to compare too um and yeah i didn't i didn't i thought if anything that kind of improved upon it in little ways maybe they have it could just be that my standard is <laughs> a lot higher than it was back then um i don't know it just felt it just felt a bit janky um so uh, yeah it's just weird i'm not sure how to it's all right but What's, are you playing it on super super hard survival difficulty or whatever no i'm just playing it on normal i think whatever the default uh, I think that'd be way too easy on... Um, oh, but you're not using a mouse, are you? No, I'm just using a controller. Right, right, right. But to say, like, I haven't... I think I've died maybe twice or once, um, in like, in combat situations. So, I'm not sure what hard is, but... <laughs> I've uh, well, they've got us. What I'm keen to do because I played it on Xbox One for review, so I and it's pretty rare that I do this. I mean, I went through and finished the whole thing just for the purposes of review, but I really didn't like that I had to kind of speed run it. And what I did after I'd written it is I went back and actually started doing a lot of the side content. Mm. And I feel like I felt like I kind of missed out a bit because my normal way to play these sorts of games, especially with like a bit of an open world element, even though they've only got hubs uh is to do the side content first and especially because the tombs in my opinion were some of the best content of the game uh in terms of gameplay uh and some genuine head scratching ones which you know yeah. the, the review is curse of getting the game first but then it not being able to look on youtube for a solution um really forced you to to sit there and and think it through properly yeah. um 
which was good, you know, and I'm glad that because I usually get impatient with that shit, let's be honest. But um, yeah, I really wish and I really feel that I would have done like kind of a bit of main mission and then gone and explored an area and then realized that I needed a piece of equipment or something that I would get later and then, you know, circled back. Uh, and I feel that that would have been a more rewarding way to play, even though I loved the shit out of it. Joby, your original point, which I love because it's so rare that we agree on things, mm-hmm. um, that was my biggest beef with the original game. Yeah. Was was this departure uh, from about halfway where they hinted at it, but then more towards the end where it just went fully supernatural and it was yep. it was not organic at all. And when I interviewed the devs um, who came out for EB Games and sort of expressed my opinion they kind of talked around it so i wasn't going in i was thinking okay they really haven't addressed this at all uh but they do it in such a way that it's really really clever and without giving anything specific away at the end they kind of hint at something that makes it make a whole lot more sense but you kind of have to be really paying attention to uh, some specific lines of dialogue to get that and i also like that there's all this supplementary information on the side that kind of like, I usually hate, you know, reading shit or listening to the voiceover shit. I'd skip through it, but some of it was garbage. Don't get me wrong, but some of it, particularly about the main characters and specifically about one of the, one of the villains, it um, really humanized them and made them a sort of a a three dimensional character. Um, Yeah. And there's a decision at the end where you can, choose to do something or not do something and it was it was interesting to see how people react to that based on how much of that side stuff that they they've actually got, yeah yeah i've been doing quite a bit of that so i think i know what you're talking about um but yeah like even doing a lot of that stuff as well gives you perks and abilities it's not just uh like here's coins or something um so i thought that was quite cool like a real incentive to go and do a tomb yeah yeah, because it, it makes you stronger and it gives you, um, you know, these these things that make you a bit more overpowered, which I thought is, is a lot of fun. Um, but otherwise, like, I, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not blown away by it I because I really enjoyed the last game. Um, and I think when people were really hyped, because I, I heard a lot of good things about this game saying it was like game of the year and... Um, you know, it's the best Tomb Raider they've ever played and all this sort of stuff. And I agree, it's good, but I was kind of expecting a lot more from it. Right. Um, but that could be just because maybe, I don't know, a lot of people didn't play the last one or uh, I'm not too sure what it is. But uh, I think it's it's good. Uh, it's it's up there with the last one. I think it's on, on par, but it didn't. It wasn't a leap like uh, Uncharted to Uncharted 2 or anything like that. But I think, like, that's actually a good comparison because there was obviously a lot of what was in un- the original Uncharted was in Uncharted 2, but um, like I've said before and feel like a kind of a broken record, although I don't think it was published anywhere, uh, it's kind of like the Terminator 2 of sequels mm-hmm. in that it escalates in all the right ways. Like, you get exactly what you want mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the characters and the stories, but there's also, like, arcs. Like, for me... The original game, Lara, I felt sorry for her. That was my emotional connection with her, was pity. Uh, in this one, she's a badass, and by the end, I kind of felt a bit scared of her, which I really enjoyed. So I really enjoyed that her character arc was not, like, super traumatized, you know, uh, 
trigger word flashback kind of reaction. It's like she chose to become a giant, giant badass out of it. And there's, there's little flashes of like potentially her being villainous even, uh, in how quickly she wants to resort to murder. (laughs) I like, I, I quite enjoyed the arc of the last game, uh, and the acting as well. I thought, uh, they definitely toned it back this game in terms of like the voice acting and you know there was a lot of grunting and moaning and uh, a lot of like torturous scenes where she was falling down and getting hurt in the last one uh this one there's not there's pretty much they've just scrapped that entirely um but the acting is still very good yeah uh, particularly like the motion capture or the performance capture uh just subtle things like the way her eyes move and um just the thing she says and the way she, she moves her face and it's really well done. Um, but yeah, I, I think that in terms of her character, I liked what they did with it. Uh, the voice acting and that sort of stuff last time. I thought they gave her more to do, whereas this one, they just played it a bit more safe. Really? That's interesting because I, I didn't like safe wouldn't be the word that I would use. I would say not risky, but that it was brave that they didn't go with like more of the same because she was a victim in the first one. Yeah. Um, who by the end, you know, with that tacky fucking line, a survivor is born, which was just the worst, mm-hmm. um, unnecessary yeah. pop up. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good to see that she continued on that trajectory and that she, you know, wasn't having weird little flashbacks and stuff like that. Like I liked that it had, you could see the effect that the island had had on her and yeah. it wasn't necessarily positive in certain ways. I liked that the, the father who was referred to, you know, a lot in dialogue in the original game becomes this interesting kind of backstory character. Um, and she's got a really personal goal instead of just survival. She's actually, you know, wanting to resolve some shit with her dad who's dead. Um, that, you know, you can't really get resolution out of a dead person, but she's still trying to finish what he started and kind of maybe hints at clearing his name and whatnot. Um, and they don't resolve everything neatly there. And I really enjoyed how he was more of like a character and you got to see him more and you got to see why, like she ticks the way that she ticks and what was driving her and she kind of becomes obsessed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, I, re- I really, really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed that. Like the part of, you mentioned her falling down and getting hurt a lot in the original game. Like there was less of that because it was almost like, you know, she's more competent now. She's yeah. confident. She knows who she is, what she does. She's made her peace with the fact that she, you know, killed 200 men or however many I killed in the first game. Um, <laughs> but also by toning down the death scenes as well. It's not, it's not as brutal as before. Well, they got criticized for that, didn't they? They got yeah. like, what do they call it? Like torture porn. Yeah. Yes. I fucking slammed on it. It was gross. I mean, what what was the point? Oh, we've made her, we've made her this super, you know, powerful character. Now, watch as she gets impaled by a tree in the throat. <laughs> orgasms right. as she, yeah, gets fucked by a tree branch. Like, I what like the fuck? The intention, I don't think the execution was very good. The idea was to make you, like, feel bad that she died and want to oh. avoid that. So that was the idea, but I agree that it was too gratuitous. And again, revisiting uh, when my girlfriend was playing, it was just like... Oh yeah, well that they do take that too far. Like if you only see it once, and again, this assumption that you die once and then you wouldn't happen have it happen again. But there was a couple of sections where she got stuck on, Fucking and it was it was that exact yeah the river yeah, thing right. happened eight times before <laughs> I took the controller and, and uh, did it for it. But it was just like yeah, you're like holy shit, this is this is not getting any less. Like, She's just shaking her head, like looking at the screen, going no. Nope. Yeah, this yeah. is not what I'm trying to do. Um, so yeah, if you only ever saw it once, 
you'd be like, holy shit, I don't want that to happen. Because I actually felt connected to to Lara Croft. And I remember thinking, uh, you know, you go back to your really younger days. And not that I played much of the original Tomb Raiders, but she was always depicted in a really kind of sexualized way. And you always wanted to see the, like, you know, the growth of her boobs with 3D technology. Um, you don't I- think that was related to the age that you would have been when you like those games came out because no. yes yes but like they still like had giant obviously they emphasize it jugs, but, yes. uh, but i'm saying like now i was like okay cool another lara croft game high fidelity might be a perv session and i just i felt bad anytime the, the camera kind of panned around for a boob shot or whatever i'm like no <laughs> you're protecting her don't do that uh so i like i actually yeah and i would find myself getting upset and enjoying quick time events which i don't usually enjoy because I found that they added to the kind of frantic nature of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, it's... Luke, it, turn off your... I think it's rate. us, isn't it? Stop buzzing. I'm not buzzing, but... I've got everything on silent. So is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright. Yeah, but I think it's, I think it's really good. I haven't finished it yet, um, but... Yeah, it's it's quite a good game. How does it look? Like I haven't even loaded it up yet. On yeah, PC. so I'm playing on PC on. I think I'm on Ultra, the highest setting. Um, yeah, I'm on the highest setting. Uh, I'm getting about sixty to seventy frames. It looks really good. Really good. Cool. Because nice. uh, also the game does this thing where it's like you're in snow one minute and the next minute it's like foresty grasslands and. Uh, you can see things like off in the distance where you used to be, because um, everything's kind of connected and joined. So it's good stuff. It's it's good stuff. I would recommend it. Anyway, should we move on? Yep. Jeremy's still around. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm good for a bit. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, do you want to talk about Counter Strike quickly? You're doing some stuff with that. Uh, not really. No. Okay. okay. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> but thank you for your help. That's okay. All right, let's move on then. <laughs> Should we talk about uh, You Must Build a Boat? What is that? It is a mobile game that I've been playing. Did you guys ever play 10 Million? No. It was a match three game where you had to reach 10 million points pretty much. No. Uh, it was a time waster that I wasted quite a bit of time on. It's You know, it's just a match three game. Um, this one is like basically... Sort of like Puzzle Quest, you can think of it that way. It sort of combines an em- endless run- runner with um, with the match three gameplay so that you keep running forward. Your character keeps running forward and you encounter monsters. To kill the monsters, you got to match uh, like sword tiles or wand tiles and you'll attack the monsters. And uh, You Must Build a Boat is an extension on top of 10 million where on top of the like running forward you're also building a boat and you build a boat by acquiring certain elements throughout the game like completing quests pretty much so it'll be like uh kill a certain type of enemy with a uh double tile or something like that so a two times tile or uh gets uh, a five chain of 
crates or something like that. And you just complete the, these quests and that builds your boat out and you slowly, like, as you build your boat, you move to new areas, encounter new monsters. Uh, there's different challenges in the maps. So you might have, like, a mist that obscures the bottom half of the endless running platform. So you're not really sure what you're fighting all the time and stuff like that. Um, it's just... A, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking match three game that I found highly addictive. Uh, I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now. And actually, when Liam was on, uh, he recommended that we try it out. Yeah, someone was talking about it. And when Nathan said he hadn't played it, I was like, I don't know who's talking about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Liam. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I got it on his recommendation pretty much. Um, I enjoy it. Uh, I can't remember how much it was. It was either... $5 or it was $2. And if it was $2, it was worth the money. And if it was $5, I don't feel like it was worth the money, which seems like a completely pointless and arbitrary distinction. But here we are. That's how I feel about it. Like, uh, I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't actively search it out, but I don't regret having wasted time with it, you know? Like, it suits its purpose perfectly something to do while I'm pooping, you know? Um, Put that oh, in the box. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can get it on Android. Uh, yeah, you know, if you need something to do while you're pooping. Um, it has a... threes while I poop. Oh, threes, man. I installed that shit. I installed it. It's good. Yeah, I did. I got, you know, I got really into it for ages, and I'm like, oh, no, nah, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> it is a good poop game, though. It's great. Yeah. Great for pooping. I yeah. agree, though, that uh, Pocket Morty's does get a bit old. Oh, dude. Yeah, I got over that shit real quick. I got, dis- like, disappointingly quick. Yeah. Uh, like, every- everything was the same. Every ability was the same and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, the Mortys weren't terribly uh, different, even if they did have different, like, special abilities. You'd just be like, oh, he's an ancient Morty now. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Sheesh. Anyway. Mobile games. Same abilities. Who needs them? Uh, I do, for when I'm pooping. I think, I'm pretty sure I just went over that. Do no. you have epic poos like, that last a long time? Yeah, man. He's he's pooping now. I am. He's podcast I'm pooping. pooping. Yeah. That's my secret. It's my secret, Nathan. I'm always pooping. That <laughs> was the worst line in, in the history. Because it didn't explain fucking anything. No, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, but it has, it has, you know, been pretty good for the old May Mays. So, you know, it's got that going for it. What's next? Siege. Siege. Get good. The weekly siege update. Yep. We're still obsessed, I guess. Nice. <laughs> fucking oath. A little bit. Yeah. We've been going for Monty too. We have been going for Monty. <laughs> Those damn achievements. Uh, not, not achievements, what are they called? <laughs> Challenges. Challenges. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. No, it's good. They do force you to try different things and rarely, not, never with a Kachanka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never with a Kachanka will you go, oh my God, I've seen this new site of this guy who's useless. Um, but Monty, definitely. Fuck um, yeah. And uh, we got the inside word from Elliot. I don't know. What's his YouTube name? Muse Elk. 
Yes, that guy. About the fact that you can go full Monty, which is to deploy his shield, Montaigne's shield, that is, in a doorway or anywhere, really, and they can't actually hit you to make you flinch if your shield is fully deployed. Yep, which is brilliant. Yeah, which makes him a bit better. I mean, it makes him the ultimate, like... Troll. No, the ultimate team player, because he's not getting any kills when he's fully deployed. That's true. So you, so you really are reliant on your teammates to, to shoot around you, aren't you, Luke? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yep, and probably not strafe towards you while they're trying to shoot someone in the head? Hey, at least I got him. <laughs> you did, and then what happened after that? Uh, strafe too far. And you kept shooting, and you shot me in the back of the head. <laughs> did we lose that round? I don't remember. Uh, we won. We won. Oh, it's good. That's all right, then. That's fine. I'm we okay. always win every round I play. Well, that's not even true. I was uh, beating your scores significantly last time, wasn't I? That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shadow player with GTFO. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I like Monty. Um, except the only thing that would cause problems is, is nitro cells for that. Like, yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Nathan. tricky. So next time, just shoot the fucking dipwad fucking rando teammate in the back of the head and shoot them instead of well, we were playing on plane today and I was Monty and I was full Monty'd up and this fucking moron playing as uh, Thermite was just sort of fucking hovering to my right failing to kill this fucking I think it was a smoke or a cap can like standing two meters from me and I couldn't go any further forward because I'd risk going around a corner and possibly getting shot in the fucking side. Uh, but I couldn't, like, I couldn't fucking do anything about it because then I'd stop being full Monty. And this fucking moron Thermite just wouldn't kill him. Like, just fucking kill him. And he was in my line of sight and, and uh, I hadn't yeah. paid attention to the fact that Joby and I had this amazing synergy that included, like, like me peeking for headshots around him before yeah. mm-hmm. he just you know was just doing his own thing and we were kind of relying on him as thermite yeah. to get into the room so yeah you know. but yeah next time i think i'll just stab him yeah not just even shoot just stab you. just so he knows that you know this was deliberate and intentional <laughs> <laughs> and don't get in the way of uh, the real players yeah yeah it was pretty fucking frustrating though because yeah obviously i'd see forward uh, and obviously, I went down like a bitch because you can't really get away with it as the full Monty. And I was still getting pinged uh, by, uh, I think I think it was a mute down the end just fucking hammering into me. The Thermite couldn't kill him either. Like, <laughs> And he's got a great gun for killing right? him too, he's right? Fuck. That's why I no, love Thermite. great gun. Yeah. Sake. That's oh, exactly, so like, perfect. that's the main reason I like him. <laughs> because of his gun which sounds really weird because he's super useful and I do yeah. tend to play aggressively um, but yes good times good but times. Been, been having better games for the most part true for the most part yeah. uh, learning that there's a there's a new glitch oh. where you can make Capcan's lasers invisible and you can also make his fucking spike invisible uh, which means he can basically invisibly kill people uh, that's fucking garbage, to be honest. Wait, you can make the sky, uh, sorry, the spike go as well. Uh, well, you keep twisting the laser around until the laser and the spike are both in the wall. That's so dirty. Yeah, it's I- fucking disgusting. Uh, and we watched a dude uh, do it. We were on the drone and we watched him do it on an open door 
Uh, and we fucking let into him, didn't we? It was fun. And then we what beat a fucking them all. prick. What a prick! But yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, they really got to do something about the glitches. Yeah, um, and also the um, ping. The high ah, yes, yeah. Well, that's I, I call. I sort of lumped that in as one of the glitches, to be honest. Well, I mean, that's fair if, if there are people exploiting it, which there seems to be evidence of. Um, but for the people who just have shitty connections or are getting... I don't I don't know how far... Like, where are all these Azure servers? Because that's the real trick. Like, if they're, if we are the Southern Hemisphere represented, um, then that's problematic because we're getting connections from places that we shouldn't be. I mean, we're playing... I don't know if the Division's using Azure... Maybe it is. I think it is, yeah. But we were playing up against, like, clearly, like, Koreans or something, right? Yeah. And we had, like, an Irish guy at one stage jump in. Oh, he could have been just from Australia. An Irish person. He could (laughs) have been an Irish person in any part of the world. Oh, and they could have been Koreans in any part of the world as well. But um, it's just just a bit, yeah, weird when you get into a game of Siege and there's someone with, like, 350 ping uh, plus. And having Luke... You want to talk about the video? Yeah, you want to talk about the video. Which one? The German guy deconstructing. Oh, yeah. He was just... He's some YouTuber that, um, I guess, went through a bunch of the... Uh, a bunch of different games and analyzes, like, the netcode and how good it is. Yeah, in terms um, of its connectivity. Yeah, so th- this last week, he, he actually went through Siege uh, and runs a bunch of tools in the background that basically captures the network activity and what it's doing. Um yeah, and he was basically finding that, like, uh, a lot of the IP addresses aren't hidden, so it's prone to DDoS attacks. Um, and he kind of didn't know why it wasn't hiding that and why it was connecting to everybody because it looked like there was no data or very little data transferring between those addresses. Um, and then basically getting down to doing tests with um, your latency and exactly how that affects a game and he was finding situations where he could bump it up to a thousand milliseconds um and kill someone while they basically couldn't see uh where you were and this is like three seconds later such bullshit the the fact that there's lag compensation is not news to anyone a lot of games have had it although you think that they would get rid of it now more so with better internet connections but um the fact that the lag compensation is supposedly at least according to this guy usually cuts off at a certain point so they might do it up to 300 or 400 this goes to and i don't even think he tested beyond it at least a thousand it was still doing lag compensation so this guy ran in front of someone else and then was at the other end of a truck before the shot registered yeah so like you've got the guy the the test was two guys standing face on against each other um the guy with the low ping would run away behind the truck and then uh basically the guy with the high ping wouldn't see this yet he would shoot him but the guy with the low ping on his screen he is like three seconds already moved, but he would die behind the truck um, because on the high ping guy's side, it's registered as he's hit him. So that's where the problem kind of lies. And just couple couple that with, and I'm not sure who shared the video. Apologies for the lack of kudos, uh, but where you can actually see an enemy player or any player um, isn't in line with their eyes. Like yeah. so you can actually your head can be showing when you can't see any of the other person. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the camera is in like your throat or somewhere close to your mouth and not your eyes. Which is really disturbing. And I mean, I think for games, there's certain things that we have to um, accept as kind of unrealistic. But I'm really happy with the idea that the camera should be the GoPro on our helmet. So our eyes should be the top of our head. Yeah. And so that to stop this thing of like, hang on, my head's behind cover. I can't see anything. And yet I got shot in it and it wasn't from above. That's bullshit. Yeah. It's, and, and also just like, watching kill cams where there's still hit registry problems or there's still issues where you can't even see them on your screen and yet in the kill cam they've been looking at you for like a second and a half Mm -hmm. and you're just like but that's not fair and And that's the latency problem coming back again yeah but i think it you know in any game it's never good to have an unfair death but in a game that is you know high lethality and and really tactical and clearly being designed with esports in mind um you really can't have that shit Mm. like you've got to get that shit sorted before you get the game out there and and yeah while you expect there to be a certain things that might go wrong once it's out into the the pc world where people discover exploits like the capcan one or they go searching for them um yeah, and you don't reasonably expect Ubisoft to have done that, although I would recommend to every every game developer to go and hire trolls to try and see how they can break your game. Uh, you would expect that this sort of simple shit has been sorted. Yeah, but like the good thing is that they do it, they are updating it quite often, um, and they're trying to keep the community updated. There's a, there's a new patch coming out in a couple hours, a 2.0 patch, which will address a bunch of issues. Uh, the cap can problem isn't going to be fixed until the update after that. So, so just shame those players and please vote to kick if they're on your team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but going to the esports, I shot some uh, I shot some cap can traps when uh, one of my my teammates cap cans did it oh nice uh, earlier today no he was like what are you doing I'm like don't be a fucking dickhead yeah um, that's the only way to really really wait like, really <laughs> and then he'll TK you what about the game we were playing last night where um, oh, <laughs> the, some, someone uh, TK'd the hostage by throwing a grenade yeah accidentally uh, and then the next round uh, someone TK'd the guy that TK'd the hostage and then Job starts fucking trash talking the whole team <laughs> and putting was, like doubt in their mind of like, oh, you should T- are you going to TK him back? What if he TKs you back? <laughs> and so it just turned into this whole thing of who on the other team could TK the other person quicker than everyone else. Oh, they had a duo. So <laughs> he won't yeah. name it one guy and the other guy popped him in the back of the head, assumedly. Yeah, so uh, they ended up with two people left on their entire team because everyone else just quit. And we wrecked them. <laughs> which is uh, gold uh, but I was going to say uh, ESL announced that they're doing a Rainbow Six Pro League yes. so they'll be uh, they'll be doing competitions around the world uh, in North America and Europe and also Australia and New Zealand what? Ooh. get yeah. good let's yeah. get in it so we, we probably could but uh, I don't know we'd need a, a decent clan like we ran up against the Dong clan the other day that was pretty yeah we got donged we got donged we got Dong's good. We just need some better players. PBR. Point <laughs> Break Remake. That's, that is our team. That is definitely our team name. Sponsored we by... We in the air after we win, no, but it's also ribbon. trolley. Um, energy drinks. They were sponsors of the movie, regrettably. 
Oh my god, that's terrible. Um, but if we'd need to play more ranked because oh yeah, we, we fuck around too much. Well, I fuck around a lot as well. Uh, we all fuck around. <laughs> we, have, we have fun, you know. Occasionally, yeah. we work as a team when we have to take it seriously. But for the most part, I, I think it's safe to say that the first round is usually like, how many kills can I get? <laughs> yeah, and then and if then we're up two nil, it's like, how many knife kills can I get the yeah, next round? Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's that's fun. It still doesn't change that the game is, you know, well designed and tactical and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Uh, anyway, we got, we got a quick look at the some leaked screenshots of the new the new mat for one of the operators. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It looks kind of too obvious to me. <laughs> but I guess we'll see. We'll find out tomorrow. It's gonna. I think it's gonna hinge pretty heavily on whether or not you can go onto the deck. Because if you can go onto the deck, it's going to be fucking rough on the attackers. And if you can't, it seems like it's going to be pretty close quarters for the defenders. So it's going to, I think it's going to hinge pretty heavily on actually seeing the map itself in action, you know? Mm-hmm. And the good news is that we will no doubt have to play uh, fucking Hereford Base 4,000 times before it ever comes up. So we could. Trash. We could just play custom maps, um, True. custom mobs. We, we've got enough people, right? Usually, we can get Arthur in with his little yep. gang. True, yeah. Well, oh, we could get him to get a whole little gang together. He got a gang together that takes on in the division. I don't know oh. if you... No, you guys weren't there, but... Uh, yeah. I was not there. Uh, we did win, yes. Science. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, shall we talk about the division? Sure thing. Uh, Jeremy, did you play any division? No, I wasn't... Um Signed up for the beta. Yeah. I was just doing other stuff, project stuff. Are you Oops. excited for this one at all? Because it's a Ubisoft. Is it Express Extra Hack or you're not not sure? Um, no, it looks cool to me. Like I haven't actually seen too much of it, but um, like the little bits that I have seen looked interesting. Uh, probably like I saw Job tweeting about it, and he was saying um, he's pretty much going to live in the dark sands and. That's probably how I would feel as well. Like that that's where the interesting stuff's going to happen. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, like it's I, with that one. I guess it's low priority because there's so much to play. But I do feel like I did enjoy it. Yep. But yeah, I didn't do the beta. We're still out till March, right? So we've still got a whole month to. Well, that is going to be the Dark Souls month ah, for me. So right. that is going to be my life. What a life, though. What a life. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so we were playing it, I guess. Um, what did you guys think? Um, I know yeah. we got bored pretty quickly. Yeah, like, I, I think it's really good. Like, um, my main concern with it was I didn't want to spend too much time in there. Um, and then when the full game come out, be like, oh. Like, that problem we had with Destiny. I don't want Destiny sy- Syndrome on this, this game where we played... Uh, the fuck out of Destiny. That was super awesome. And the the full game came out and it was just the same shit. Yeah. Um, like, I don't want that to happen with this one. <laughs> and, and hopefully it doesn't. I think because they've got a single player campaign in there, I think that's that's a good thing. Because the mission that was in that beta, um, I quite enjoyed it. I, I very much enjoyed playing with a squad of four people and going through and doing that and then having encounters in between and then going to the, the dark zone. Um, but 
what concerns me is how much content will be in the dark zone and, and what you can do in there. Is it just going around looting stuff? Uh, will there be missions? That's kind of where my head is at at the moment. Seems like the, well, I'm almost 100% certain there will be missions inside the dark zone, uh, requiring you to go fight certain enemies and, and stuff like that. So there is, like, it's not going to be completely, uh, do whatever you want style. Um, or like just sort of fucking a giant clusterfuck of murder. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I had the opportunity. I could have been playing it shit a lot more than I did, I guess. There wasn't enough content there though. Uh, I had, I had, well, I think part of what stopped me was, uh, not wanting to burn out on it. Yeah, Destiny style. But uh, the other part of it is that as it exists right now, I think the Dark Zone has a big problem. and Well, actually, actually a couple of big problems. The biggest problem, in my opinion, is that uh, marksman rifles are fucking hilariously overpowered. Hilariously overpowered. Like, you might as well not use anything else. Uh you, like, you'd just be crazy to go in there with a fucking M4 or an SMG or a shotgun or fucking anything other than a marksman rifle. And the way, the, the reason for that is is because of the time to kill in the game. Like, it takes a while to kill a person uh, in the division. Like, you've got probably like seven seconds. You, It takes about the time it required to unleash an entire clip of like 30 fucking M4 bullets at someone uh, to kill someone. Like, it it's about a clip to kill a person. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like that gives you a lot of chances to get away. Uh, a marksman rifle delivers the entire clip's worth of damage in two bullets. Uh, so the time to kill on a marksman rifle is fucking two seconds. It's less than two seconds. Fucking gross. Which means that, uh, if you can get, like, if you can ambush someone, then, yeah, that's all you do. You fucking ambush a person as they're go- in, going to an extraction zone and you run. Like, you pick up the gear and you run. Uh, and the, uh, that, that leads to the other problem, which is that at this point in time or at the, at the end of the beta, uh, um, you were rewarded far too much for being a rogue. Uh, and so there was way too much incentive to exploit that. Like you got a bunch of dark zone currency. So dark zone currency was what was used to buy the best weapons in the beta, mm-hmm. uh, which you buy from the safe room. Um, they were like, both of them cost 3000 each. Uh, I got a, I had a bug where I was invisible for a while. I was invisible and invincible uh, for a while. And uh, so what I like I could just walk up to people and murder them, like with impunity. I'd go rogue, but they wouldn't be able to see me, so it didn't fucking matter. Uh, and if uh, I stood in front of them while I was shooting at other people, uh, like rogues, then they would turn rogue, and then I could kill them uh, and not even go rogue. I'd just get rogue, like I'd just get the bounty for killing someone who'd just gone rogue, basically. Um, so that's obviously, obviously that bug will probably ideally not be in there. There's a problem with the phasing, the way the game treats the phasing between the servers. So basically it wasn't working out like whether or not you were phased with the 
players on the Dark Zone server properly or not. So ideally, that bug won't exist. But what happened was that I, like, I got a shitload of currency by being a rogue for ages. Because uh, the longer you, each time you become a rogue, you've got like rogue ranks, and the more rogue ranks you go up, and the more rogue ranks that you survive, uh, the more currency you get. So if you survive a being a rogue level one, which you get for killing a single person as a rogue, you get two hundred fucking rogue points, right? Like it's not stacks, but it's a f- like fifteenth of the way to the best gun of the game. Uh, which means that, like, currency-wise, the loot economy's fucked. Uh, that's that's what's going to be the problem with this game. They need to decide. They, they don't need to decide. They need to make it so that earning currency is not your best method of getting weapons, and yet, at the same time, uh, you want to be in the dark zone to get weapons and you want to you want to so like my my pitch is that you have to spend dark zone currency to extract every time you want to extract you have to spend some of your dark zone currency uh because that way you are you're sinking some of that dark zone currency every time you're encouraged to do dark zone related things you get dark zone currency for killing ai mobs so it's not like you're forced to murder other players but you do get currency for killing rogues uh so you're not again forced to be a rogue um but then you also have to think like at, in the beta all you do is you'd get six items you'd call in a fucking uh chopper and then you just extract them it didn't matter what they were you just do it like it, it, that was just the most efficient way to do it like you get cash on the outside for selling the shit guns you'd probably get a decent gun in there or two but if you had to pay every single time, then suddenly you would think about whether or not you're actually going to call in that extraction chopper. And if you had to pay, sorry, you have to pay for the, I'm, I'm pitching you pay for the extraction itself, not to call in the chopper, because otherwise people are incentivized to just murder you after you call in the chopper and people won't want to do that. It'll be a bit of a clusterfuck around the extraction zones. And I don't think that that's what they want to have happen. Um, but yeah, it means that you'll have to think about what you're actually extracting and you'll have to really uh, decide on whether or not you're going to take all that loot and you'll want to trash worthless loot and uh, like just sort of remove it from the ecosystem, which means that worthless loot exists as, as a bit of a time sink for you as well. It Like you either leave it on the map, which is probably going to happen uh, for it to expire or you pick it up and then eventually you come across something better and you're forced to stand there in the middle of a very hostile area uh, and bring up your map and like dismantle a shitty weapon, which is a bit risky. Uh, and then obviously you pick up the new weapon and you, you move on. And uh, that, you know, obviously uh, then every single person, like if you decide to go rogue and kill someone, everyone you kill will theoretically be dropping some decent shit which means that uh being a rogue will be like it'll be a decision that you make uh specifically like it won't be just sort of a oh boy let's just kill some motherfuckers let's uh let's let's spill some jelly beans jelly beans was our code word if we're going to kill someone in the beta because there's locational mics 
uh, like locational mic is on. Everyone can hear you talking uh, while you're just chatting to your friends. So if you're like, "Do we kill this guy? Do you reckon he's like? Do you reckon he's got anything good? I don't know if we could. Nah, look, he's got his another. He's, he mate. We shouldn't do this. And like, then you like work out that they've been listening to you the entire time. You're like, "Oh fuck. Okay, that's a bit awkward. Let's just go somewhere else." But if instead you're like, "Uh, what do you reckon? Jelly beans?" And then someone else is like, "Yeah, jelly beans." And then you fucking murder him. Obviously. You know, jelly beans isn't the most subtle thing, but it did seem funny. Did so you not put push to talk on? Uh, I did have push to talk on, but it doesn't matter for locational. That's only for group chat. Oh, really? I believe yeah, so, yeah. That's because otherwise people would explode it, wouldn't they? Of course. Yeah. But, but... But? Yeah, I guess so. I'm trying to think of a way around that. Like, how could you do it? You couldn't. Hmm. Code words. That's what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So you need to incentivize people to decide to go rogue, to decide to become bandits uh, in the Daisy sense of the, the concept. But you need to also give people a reason to attempt to stay good because otherwise, yeah, it just turns into a deathmatch zone. And so what they need to, I, I think they need to A, have currency sinks in the game B, make the fucking guns cost way more than they did because 3,000 Dark Zone points was ludicrously simple to get even without me going invisible and murdering people. I I earned the first gun on my own without being a cheesy cunt who'd like exploited the shit out of the game Um, but yeah, they need to make them way more expensive to make it much harder to just get currency so that you have to, yeah, significantly burn that shit. They also need to in- include some sort of fucking revenge mechanic because if someone murders me, right, uh, and, like, murders me at a, an extract zone and I follow them and they somehow manage to get away and the rogue thing, like, this happened. Some dude, like, walked up to me while I was extracting some shit he killed me. I spawned, like, not very far away. When I got back, he was just leaving because he'd stopped to extract the gear that he picked up off me because I'd called in the chopper already, of course. So I, I did basically all the work for him. Fantastic. And then he just ran off into, like, a subway. And he just ran away the entire time. He only had to run for about 100 seconds. After 103 seconds, he stopped and turned around and uh, went to taunt me, and I put a bullet in his fucking brain uh, and went rogue. Nice. I will do that every single fucking time. I will do that forever, but I, I shouldn't go rogue for it. Like, it, sh- it shouldn't be like he gets a free pass on killing me just because he fucking managed to run away for 103 seconds, just because the game has too high a fucking time to kill. That's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, they need a revenge mechanic. Uh, they need to make... Being a rogue, somehow they need some fucking way to make being rogue not a constant, like, runaway fest. Because if you're close enough, if you're within about 100 meters of a rogue, you can, see, like, see them through walls and shit. Like, you can, you can just see where they are at all times, which means, like, rogues are at a significant disadvantage, which means you, like, have to fucking run at all times. You just keep running. At all times, you bind as many fucking buttons that'll give you uh, health back as possible, and you run for fucking days um, yeah. until until it's gone. Because otherwise, yeah, you just get fucked. Yeah, um, I don't think you should be able to see them at all through walls. It should just be if you can see them, it should just uh, notify you that they're uh, you know wanted. Yes, 
Yes. Uh, and then I think maybe you can tag them. Yeah. And if they're tagged, you can't see them through walls unless they're at full sprint or something. Mm. Right? Because then suddenly they're incentivized to sort of piss bolt for a bit, but then find somewhere to hide and then try to fucking lose you. Yeah, because that's the problem. You can't hide. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's no way to hide. Um, so, yeah, look, there's like, I, I don't know. I'm sort of thinking out loud with some of these things that I know that things need to change. I haven't quite worked out what it is. I know that the loot economy isn't on at the moment, uh, but I haven't really nutted out what it is that's off about it, uh, except for the fact that uh, the currency system isn't like it's uh, inflated to fuck. Um uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, do we explain what the dark zone is? <laughs> PvPVE. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, um, yeah. It's you know, it's it's fucking yeah. You go in there, and it, that's the only area in the division that has other players in it that aren't your co-op buddies, basically. And uh, in this area, um, if someone decides to shoot you. Uh, then they can. And if they shoot you enough, at at the start of the beta, which was actually really good, at the start of the beta, a single bullet was enough to turn a person rogue. Actually, at the start of the beta, uh, shooting other rogues was enough to yeah. turn you into rogue. But they, oh, did they fix that? They patched that. And then they patched out. But then it was like if someone strafed in front of you while you were shooting at a rogue, you'd turn rogue. Uh, and so they patched that out so that there was a little bit of uh, leeway. But I think they went a bit too far because someone can get about like fucking 30% of your health off or was able to get about 30% of your health off before they went rogue, hmm. uh, which was not uh, accidental shooting, you know, at that point. Like it was an entire blip of your health. Um yeah. So they were able to get away with, yeah, an entire blip of your health. And if you shot back at them, then uh, you would be the one who went rogue usually because they do it just to troll you. Um, but, yeah, um, so they, they were doing patching. They were patching stuff actively. Uh, but, yeah, so if you kill another player in the dark zone, then you turn into a rogue a bandit and uh, everyone on the map gets a fucking idea of where you are. And... Uh, they can go hunt you for credits and glory. And, uh, yeah. Mm. It's everyone also... Sorry, go. Everyone runs at the same speed, though, don't they? Which uh, I, sort of I think if you've got more, if you've got gear, you run slower. Well, that's how it should be if it's not that. Because that makes sense. Because, again, it, it creates this risk of, like, I need to get to the chopper, which means I need to let a lot of people in this area know that I'm specifically getting rid of stuff. I also like that the extraction rope only has four slots. Yeah. So that sometimes people come up and they're like, no, man, we don't want to fight. We just want to get them. like, no, no, no. <laughs> yep. We've got four people with stuff to get rid of. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. We'll call in your own one later because, um, yeah, these slots are taken. So it's, it's cool. I just like the, the, the idea of like, yeah, you start off and then you just want to shoot everyone because it's other players. Yep. And then you kind of get to this stage where you're like talking people down or if you're Joby, you're going, it's not worth it, which is just hilarious to see how people react to that. Joby and I chased a fucking dude down the sewers at what, like the subway, <laughs> like yeah. the early start of the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was funny. But no, I've like... It's not worth it is a phrase that I learned in Daisy as one of the most effective ways to convince someone to that it's not worth it. 
like it's just not worth them doing this shit like you start with it's not worth it and if they continue to come forward you explain why and that's it like most people will work out that yeah okay it's not worth it and if they don't then they're fucking dead like it's it's a it's a good phrase i think it it so, oh, teasing. I think it's funny. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I hear you say it. <laughs> These, like, I'm just imagining this poor guy there like, well, well, maybe I could take this guy. Oh, there's others. Okay. And then just like turning away really sad because he's got some sweet boots or something that he wanted to extract. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he's got sweet boots. Let's get him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you Like, I don't know. The... I think the locational voice stuff is so good for, like, just giving you the ability to socially interact with people. But I would love for there to be some way to drop gear so that you could actually rob people properly as opposed to just sort of shooting them. Because the only way a mugging ends in the division is through death, you know? Uh but, yeah, if you can convince them to drop it, then you don't turn rogue. They lose their gear, but they, st- they stay alive. And that, their rank as well. And that, again, yeah, again, it ties back into having a currency worth something because if they dropped enough currency, then they also want to die. Um, but at the moment, the currency isn't worth shit. So, oh, isn't, yeah, isn't worth what it should be. So, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, I like ultimately. I, th- I thought the game looked great. Uh, oh, it looks. Um, a lot of people were talking about downgrades, and oh, we've seen problems with it. Like, fuck, no way. Look at it on PC. It looks like I couldn't run it on Ultra on my my computer. Yeah, it it ran like shit because yeah, it really? just looks so fucking good. Yeah, I I'm running it on the second highest setting at the moment. I I, I was as well, and it ran fine. Um, I definitely couldn't run on uh ultra oh my lord um but yeah uh i don't know i i thought it looked good i don't know about any uh downgrades eh? <laughs> yeah people I are s- sensitive with ubisoft's bullshit man like watchdogs and siege even um, yeah yes both looked phenomenal and were both allegedly actual gameplay footage um and both went through significant visual downgrades yep um, but later, I've, re- I've revisited the Snowdrop Engine uh, videos that they released before I went and played the game, just to to have it fresh in my mind. And I mean, while the destructibility's been toned down somewhat, there was um, that was probably went with the drones when the drones disappeared because they could call in like a missile strike, and you saw this missile hit, and it basically just ruined the railing on top of a building and did some great environmental damage. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from that, like it still looks pretty fantastic yeah i saw it i saw someone do a comparison video and went through like all the things that are still the same and um there was one thing that had changed and it was something quite quite small um but otherwise everything else was there like the lighting i think it was something to do with lighting um but it was like the smoke is there all the the detailing is still the same uh things have been upgraded it looks better in some situations but i can understand it not looking as good on a console because um, you know, they're just not as powerful as what everyone thought they were going to be. No, it but, still looks good. It just doesn't look, you know, yeah, PC good. Look at it, look at it on PC and it looks outstanding. <laughs> How was that 
like snowstorm or whatever we came outside oh my god visibility was down to like five or ten meters and it was just like a bunch of players who just murdered people in the dark zone going look at the pretty snowflakes <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah dark zone fucking lizards are spectacular and apparently that also according to the devs influences how the um ai acts as well so they react to it and there's supposedly some nice lighting and particle bullshit that you get to see that i didn't get uh. to see um during snowstorm so um, promises of more eye candy and actual weather effects that impact how the ai works yeah i'm all for that awesome awesome yeah um no i'm, I'm excited i am i'm really keen to play it with a uh, four player like squad like we did the other day on the single player yep uh, and go through and just destroy everybody. Um, I just hope there's a lot of variety in the missions. That's, that's just my only thing. I need them to unequivocally state a not just that they will have anti-cheats, but they like what they are do- going to do about those uh, the concerns that I posted that link to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are concerns, Jung, that uh, the game doesn't, the server doesn't verify whether uh, what the client is doing is accurate to within the confines of the game itself. I'm so people, yeah, I was just telling you <laughs> about something. Uh, I you checking. <laughs> no, no. Um, so what happens is uh, the some like someone can use something like Cheat Engine to hack. Uh, parts of the game to like tell it different things like you've got infinity ammo or like like you might in a single player game um and the game doesn't like the server doesn't actually check to see if that shit's valid there's no server validation going on and so like people are able to give themselves infinity health or super speed or shit like this and uh to some extent the only known cheat, anti-cheat that they're going with is Fair Fight, which takes weeks to work. And so, like, it's I think it's very important that they come out ASAP and they say that <laughs> exists. Like, we are obviously going to be doing server-side checks for shit because, uh, like, <laughs> holy fuck, how could you not? But when you say it takes Fair Fight weeks to work, do you mean it just takes, like, weeks for them to actually get banned? No, well, because the, the way Fair Fight works is by mapping, uh, w- like, the activity of a player against the average. So right. it took, like, three weeks before players started getting banned in Rainbow uh, Six. Right. Uh, because it had no idea of what the average player was. And it has to capture a lot of metrics to understand what is within and without, like, reasonable uh, levels of play. Yeah. That's fucking way too like nobody nobody's gonna go in the fucking dark zone on PC if it's gonna take them three weeks to fix this shit. Like, good god, that'll be a fucking nightmare. I'll I'll just play on PlayStation. Yeah. I can't. It's enough time for a game to die nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all it took. Fucking Star Wars. Yeah, there's so much else to play. Yeah, like exactly. Siege, a good game. Yeah, which. Ironically, only uses fair fighters as anti cheat, but still, uh, it's not also it's like not relying on fucking it does server side checks and shit, so it's not exactly the same. Um, 
Yeah, there are apparently a, a total of 25,000 people playing Battlefront at the moment. Right. With a peak on, of 8,000 online on, on PC. PC or, on oh. PC? Oh, no, no, total. What? What? So, um, Holy... F- no, I where can't. Where did you find that? Uh, on Star Wars Battlefront Statistics. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a site. Uh, apparently, this the peak on PC today was 8,900. Yeah. I checked a couple weeks ago. It was under 10k. PS4 was higher. Wow. That's fucked. Yeah. And this is night time. So this is peak time. Well, in Australia at least, or our region. That's worldwide. 2,436. Yeah, that's worldwide. The PS4 is still alright, I guess. To give you an idea, um, there's currently... Uh, f- according to Steam, there's 5,000 people playing Siege at the moment. So, there's double playing on just Steam. Um, yeah, compared to what these stats yeah, for Battlefront are saying. And I don't have it through uh, Steam. No, neither do I. I'm, I'm on Uplay. So, uh, say we all. It's more uh, Battlefield 4, and I think even Battlefield 3 has more players at the moment than uh, Battlefront. Fucking okay, no. hell. Yeah, wow. That game died in the ass. Yep. Yeah, it did. And what so they announced was not good enough. Oh, yeah. I walked away from it at the uh, EB Expo, and I was like, oh, I'm worried about that. Yep. I remember. I remember I was still cautiously optimistic. Oh. I dug it for a long time, but then, you know, people stopped playing. I started getting put on international servers. They didn't fix yep. any of the bullshit that shouldn't have even been in the game and you just get to a stage where you're just like what the fuck am I playing this for anymore yep yeah um yeah oh shall we um do some news I guess so there's not much we're nearly done um Job did news this week do you want to take it off sure yeah uh GOG launches an early access style scheme so uh, GOG is finally doing their own early access style thing. And uh, I closed the fucking window that had the fucking details. So uh, let's jump across to the Battlefront Season Pass is uh, not going to convince people to stay with the game. Uh, so they really revealed details of what it's going to include. And uh, yeah, it's it's just not enough. It's Details? They just teased it. Yeah, I suppose. It's going to include and, and then, you know, had shit like, we're going to put Turning Point on every fucking map. And you're like, well, that should have been the case with your Jakku DLC, dickheads. Indeed. Yeah. Um, so uh, the different, like, so they've basically outlined the different modes that they're going to have. Uh, sorry, the different areas that they're going to visit. Uh, do you remember them, mate? Yes, I do. My Outer Rim internet is fucking going awful. Outer Rim is the first one yes. where you will get to visit Jabba's Palace, which doesn't at all imply that it's going to be only smaller modes and inside. Uh-huh. Uh, and the factories of Sullust, one can only hope that those factories are giant or you're fighting around them uh-huh. because that also sounds like it might potentially exclude the larger modes. And being a dice game, and a PC guy, that's all I want to play, and I'm sure I'm not alone on that. Uh-huh. Uh, the next one was Bespin. Yes. Uh, 
Cloud City specifically, given that Bespin is a gas giant. Yep. So I guess that also sounds like interior <laughs> environments. One can only hope that there are large sections of Cloud City. How good would that have been if you could like collab, like jump on a, a flying vehicle with other players? You know, like if you could have transport vehicles that would take you from cloud platform to platform and shit. But that's just not possible in this game, which is hope, a shame. hope they do something like that. Um, they tend to add new modes and one has to wonder whether they've held stuff back, which probably was a risk in, with hindsight. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm of the opinion that usually the last round of DLC in a dice game is the best probably because the game has been patched and fixed to a point where it's incredibly stable, whatever that game might be. Um, and yeah, they kind of take feedback. They've given enough time to take feedback from the community, especially during the earlier rounds of DLC to be able to integrate it into content and yep. shit that people actually want to see as opposed to them going in, here's what you want. Yeah. Uh, the next lot of DLC is called Death Star. Yeah. One has to wonder whether it's Death Star 1 or the Death Star 2, but if you want me to put my predictive hat on, considering Rogue One is coming out probably a couple of months after that, yep. and given what that's revolving around, I'd say Death Star 1. Uh-huh. I wonder uh, how you're going to have Walker Assault on a Death Star. Do you know what? I wrote a PC Power Play thing, and I'm like, how cool would it be to have like a zero-G Walker Assault mode? That would be... It makes no awesome. fucking sense, but yeah. how cool would it be? <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, play the shit out of I don't know, maybe like they're stomping towards some transports going up the trench run and fucking them up. I don't know, who cares? Like, if there's zero G and there's that actually impacts the physics of how you're running out there and they've got these new badass outfits which represent or reflect the fact that you're in zero G, kind of like the minor changes that they have on Sullust mm-hmm. with the, like, breathing equipment and whatnot. Um, yep, yep. Yeah, again, I'll, I will try these things out, but... yeah. My heart breaks because I think that a lot of the community will have left. There might be a minor interest in trying a new mode, but if it's, I just don't see how they're going to bring the community back. No, at this stage, which is sad. I'm, I'm, you know, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they like, we are refunding season passes and cancelling DLC, unless they contractually have to create DLC. Because if those community stats are accurate, holy shit, man, that's. That's yeah. really bad. That's, yeah. that's really, really bad. Mm. I think people are just going back to uh, Battlefield 4. We should do that again soon, gents. We should. But first, we have to play Insurgency, motherfuckers. Oh, the uh, mod? Yes. Yeah, is that that's out now, isn't it? It is out, and it's on the normal. It's not on the beta version of Insurgency anymore. It's on the normal... Uh, run so we don't have to like download a different version of the game or any shit so cool we gotta do it i reckon we do it this week i've got it installed all you have to do is subscribe to the yeah, yeah. page right now automatically downloads it yep so then i have it sick no cool. all right <laughs> uh back to gog early access hmm. so um why? Yeah, they've announced a their own version of early access. It's called Games in Development, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess it's part of their attempts to uh, I don't know build out their own platform for sales because you know they've got their um their own Steam alike now and all that kind of shit. So they're trying to 
yeah, build on that stuff. Uh, there's a 14-day refund policy policy for any game in development that you purchase. Um, so there's no stressing about buying into something that is complete trash. Although generally with the early access games that I've purchased, uh, I haven't realized that I've been ripped off until six months later. So uh, 14 days might not really be enough. Uh, it's about the best you can expect. Uh, otherwise, yeah, who knows? Nobody, like, to creators would never have any fucking security in their, their work, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, and uh, it's also going to have a rollback feature, which will allow uh, owners to roll back their version of the game to any version in the game's history. So if you think about Counter-Strike, uh, you could instantly download any of the betas as opposed to being stuck with Go or Source or 1.6 or whatever one you decided you didn't like. Interesting. That's interesting. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, that's. I, I just thought it was an interesting sort of development. Uh, that rollback thing was really what, I don't know, intrigued me about it. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Are they different games from what's on Steam, or are they the same? Uh, I just closed the fucking window. Um, there's some the same at the moment. It's like Starbound was the first one I saw. Is that, that still not out yet? A no. developer releasing, releasing a shit update would be the best thing that could happen to them. Because everyone would want to roll it back. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, man, you could roll it back over here. Yeah, yeah. All those... Starbound, I think, already has this feature similar to it, just built in. So you'd never, I guess, the only example I have isn't that great an example. Yeah. Oh. Uh, then we've got Visual Concepts is getting sued. Visual Concepts is the team that makes NBA 2K16. And they're getting sued uh, thanks to a lawsuit uh, put to them by Solid Oak Sketches. Who uh, has who's claiming the copyrights to the designs of the tattoos on players, including LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Eric Bledsoe, and DeAndre Jordan? Lol. Yeah, uh, they're asking for one point one four million dollars. Lol. For the tattoos on uh, these these players, and uh, yeah, uh, the. Interesting thing is that uh, there's some degree of precedent set for this. Uh, the dude who did the tattoos for Carlos Condit, a UFC fighter, mm-hmm. uh, he successfully sued THQ uh, for a similar thing in UFC Undis- uh, Undisputed 3, I think. Yeah. Um, so he, he wanted $4.1 million. He only got twenty two thousand five hundred though yeah so um there's precedent uh it's not fantastic for solid oak sketches though um so is the idea the player or athlete needs to sign a waiver that says they own the tattoo otherwise the tattoo artist owns the art is that like the thinking behind this um i think uh i I think what they do is they get the tattoo artist to sign a waiver first. Yeah. Um, not so the artist has to sign the waiver, I believe. Okay. Um, 
not. So the yeah, I don't know. It's odd uh, that the I don't know. I, I guess it depends on who you feel owns the tattoo. Really, does the player or does the artist? Because well, this is coming from the tattoo artist. No, obviously, yeah. but like, does who owns a, a tattoo? The person who's been tattooed or the tattoo artist? Well, right, like I think the the player. Yeah, tattoo artist. If they design it, it's the idea of like you buy a piece of art for your house and you can hang it in your house and you own that piece of art, but then you can't replicate it and go sell it. You Why know not? what I mean? Like you can't fuck them. Well, you can, but. <laughs> I imagine there'd be a copyright claim, right? Okay, but we're not talking about a piece of art in your house, are we? We're talking about part of your body? Yeah. yeah. If that player... Because that player is now in the game, uh, and, you know, technically they'd have the rights to have that player in the game from the NBA. Uh, you know, it's not like, well, we can have that player, but their left shoulder is missing now. Does the... Well, they just don't have to put the tattoo on there. Do the... Like, do broadcasts have to do something about this then? Probably. But, I mean, like, if it doesn't get shut down, then I guess that there could be an argument there, right? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, John? Um, Tough one. I don't know. I think they're just a um, bunch of fucking whinges. (laughs) Well, they they want to make bank, clearly. Yeah, obviously. You You can't sell it, but you can have it. Um... Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I, I obviously, yeah, I think it's a pretty interesting one. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how it comes out. Obviously, yeah, there's precedent for it going in the way of uh, of the tattoo artist, but I guess it'll depend on how they feel. I guess. Well, ultimately, next year we are not going to see ultra realistic tattoos on. Uh, <laughs> on players in NBA 2K17, are we? Not that it's ever really added that much to the game. Thing, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be my review. Uh, 2 out of 10. I know that's not his tattoo. It's not good enough. Not Sorry. realistic at all. Not Physics, amazing. Yet. Tattoos, shit. It's far less realistic than last year. The graphics look way worse. <laughs> what happened to tattoos? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know why you wouldn't want free advertising, right? I guess they don't get that much advertising out of it, do they? Like I'd never heard of them until, well, I'd, and I'd demand to be put in the credits. Now, th- yeah, that's that's one thing. Like, yeah, well, that could be part of the waiver agreement that they'd sign. But what happens if fucking LeBron comes out and he tells the artist "fuck you," and then he goes and gets his a different tattoo tattooed over the top of it? Um. I, I don't know. <laughs> then it's still in the game and it was still on him and I guess it's still valid. Yeah, we'll fix it. <laughs> Slash our NBA has another reason to hate on LeBron, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, as if they need to search for reasons. Bunch of haters. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. you're one of them. Uh, it's true. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's all I got. Really? Let's wrap it up. Yep. Nice. We okay. should wrap it up. Dinner. Should, yeah, let's do up. that. Um, what? It's siege time, motherfucker. It's dinner time. Dinner time. Time to eat some fucking noobs. It's time for an email. Oh. Uh, it is time for an email. The GA podcast at gmail.com where you can email us in. Job, you got it open, do you? I do have it open, yes. Where's Bang? Where's Bang? Cameron writes in. 
Yes. Video Game Hall of Fame. Hey, Gap Crew, sometime last year, an American museum set up a World Video Game Hall of Fame naming Doom, Pong, Pac-Man, Super Mario Bros., and World of Warcraft as its first round of inductees on the basis of their sustained popularity and influence. They recently opened up nominations for a second round of inductees, which got me thinking about which other games might fit. I'd probably put the original Deus Ex in, as well as Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time up there as well. Which games do you think would fit? Cameron, and he bets a Cronut that I will say Quake 3. Well. <laughs> Guess who gets a Cronut? Kid, what's your address? <laughs> um, I didn't I think, agree to that. I think, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um... Deus Ex certainly deserves a spot. Just all-time games. Uh, yeah, I think so. I personally think so. Um, Half-Life 2. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, I don't know. I'd probably go Half-Life 1. Fuck off. Zen means shit, man. If we look at the ones that made it, right, I don't think it needs to... I think it's the series. Because Doom, Pong, Pac-Man, Super Mario Bros., Super Mario Bros. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Might. Throw it. Oh. And World of Warcraft is separate to Warcraft, so I don't know. Um, I, I don't think I think I think Half Life did more for storytelling and shooters than what Half Life Two did. Like, I guess Half Life Two introduced physics in quite a big way, but Half Life Two, uh, I would credit. I think I'd credit Half Life One with uh, the mod revolution. Yep. Yeah, like without Half Life, you don't have. A day of defeat. You don't have Team Fortress, Counter Strike. So glad uh, you do have Team Fortress. You definitely have already. Oh, Team Fortress is Quake, was it? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. You Uh, don't have Battlefield to be fair, because the original Team Fortress Two was very much what Battlefield became. So they announced exactly what they were going for, and then shit canned it. Right. And then Battlefield 1942 came out with a lot of those features. Yeah. Like Half Life introduced the whole, like cold opening where it was here's you riding on a fucking train for 10 minutes Fuck and nothing really happened <laughs> yeah that is a good moment bring that up good point um i think for half-life 2 though the what i loved about it was in terms of the narrative was the idea that it just dropped you into this completely different world where you didn't even know what the implications were of the first game because it had a completely different alien threat and it didn't hit you over the head with the story either like the backstory required you to go and kind of listen into conversations and uh voiceover like broadcasts and i like i really liked how you could just play it as a fucking really well-made action game or you could go and discover more about this really rich mythology and backstory um just by going and interacting with people listening yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think Zelda definitely deserves a nod. Do you think Zelda... Uh, like, I would pick Mario 64 over Zelda. Really? Yeah, that, that kind of was the first 3D platforming game. Yeah, but what about like Zelda's place in history prior to that, though? Prior to the 64? I, I wasn't a Zelda person growing up, so... Neither was I, so I'm being pretty... Jung, what do you reckon? Zelda was... So you're asking Jung about fucking Zelda? Well, you know. <laughs> well, Ocarina of Time's the best game ever made, so... Oh, my God. Okay. You know what? It's not allowed in anymore. <laughs> We're kicking it out, Okay best game ever made. Obviously, Deus Ex is the best game ever made. Um, Ooh, Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, Tetris. 
or like obviously Vice City is better than Grand Theft Auto Three, but I believe you know oh Tetris, of course. Yeah, Tetris. That's a no-brainer. I mean, it's fucking ninety percent of the puzzles in fucking the shitness. <laughs> what about you love uh, the shitness? <laughs> would, would would you guys? I, th- I think Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, one of those, is would be up there. Fighting game, you reckon? Mm, maybe Street Fighter. Killer Instinct. Yeah. No, no, not Killer Instinct. Masters of Terrace Castle. Clay Fighters. <laughs> now you're talking. Uh, <laughs> Tennis for two. Tennis for two. Pong. Oh, Pong. Yeah, they've ET, the video Pong. game. They've already got Pong. Um, so, yeah, what do we agree on? Nothing. Nothing. Pretty much. Uh, just uh, yelled a bunch. Of, um, I, I can go with Ocarina, yeah. For sure. Uh, as long as Deus Ex gets going at the same time. Deus Ex was, my God, what an incredible game. What a brilliant game. Like, you've got to understand, that was the first RPG I've ever encountered. Yeah. So for me, as a shooter fan, like Wolf 3D, didn't even get to play Doom because our computer was too shit and our parents were religious nuts. Yeah. Um, but Wolf 3D and then, you know, whatever other shooters were happening at the time, played Deus Ex and got up to, like, one of the first instances where you had to make a decision and, like, it affected the rest of the game. Yeah. I'm like, no, what? What does that mean? where's the linear story motherfucker and I like made this save with like big decision in capital letters or something (laughs) (laughs) or even just the like the way that you could approach a door as silly as that sounds go find a security code uh, hack the door fucking pick the locker blow up the door like just that stuff amazing loved it yeah yeah Yeah. it's a genius game it is and the uh, conspiracy theory stuff was just off the chain. Yeah. Like, every conspiracy theory was real. Like. <laughs> Fucking awesome. And there was a, you know, oh my, oh my God, JC at bomb. Um, just the voice acting was just above reproach. It was just, everyone put so much effort in at all times. <laughs> Better than the voice acting in Ocarina of Time. Yeah, in your face. Something that uh, I think could be interesting is like a Warcraft 3 or um, which kind of spawned off the MOBA genre and pretty much where games are at today. Yeah. Games and MOBAs today? Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, not just games and MOBAs, but like how video games today are, have been influenced so much by like everything is got MOBA mechanics in it. I don't, like, I don't know if like Warcraft 3 would get in this round. But I could see it getting in eventually. But what would you would you say Warcraft or would you just go straight to to Dota or something like that? Yeah, see that that's the other thing. I mean, yeah, would you like? I'd probably go just straight to Dota, to be honest. Yeah. Right. Like, just but could you enter a fucking custom map for a game that didn't make the Hall of Fame? Exactly. Yeah. So why? So do you just write? Warcraft 3 is being influential because they've put they've put like uh, World of Warcraft down there which is obviously was huge it, was Warcraft 3 the first instance of tower defense or it was certainly the first time I played tower defense I know that Warcraft 3 yeah I think the game's different enough that you can just include the mod yeah or the map well if you were to include Warcraft 3 you could justify it by saying it also brought if not the invention of then prominence to tower defense as a separate genre as well as the MOBA 
because tower defense is actually pretty fucking huge in mobile gaming, uh, even if it doesn't grab that much time out of everything else. Plants with zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was addicted to that shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah. The games team basically shut down for a week because we got an early copy. The Big Pong games team, we got an early, we got early code from fucking, um, whatever they were called. I can't remember. Um, the company, we like just started doing a deal with them and they're like, oh, do you want to try out this new game we're working on? It's called Plants vs. Zombies. And, uh, our producer, she was playing it and, uh, like no work got done for a day. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, you got to play this game. And then like, I've started playing it and my boss has started playing it. And then the entire team was playing it and no work got done for an entire week until I think, uh, yeah, Kim finished it. And we're like, me and my boss were like, oh, fuck's sake. She beat us. And, uh, so we stopped. She had a head start though, didn't she? She did, but it didn't matter. Hacks. It didn't matter. That game was so good. Oh. The second one was Shithouse. I don't know about Shithouse. They've <laughs> completely changed it since yeah. launch. Yeah, Shithouse. Um, it's really interesting. It's fucking challenging. Because mm. you got to buy your coins. Oh, That's why yeah, it's challenging. Right, yeah, now I remember the second one. Fuck it. Yeah. No. They completely ruined it with monetization and shit. Grumpy. Grumpy fucking about it. Fault. Um, all right. Another email? Another email. Ryan writes in. Hi, guys. Firstly, I'd like to say that I've enjoyed the changes you've made to the podcast in the last few months, especially the addition of Nathan as a regular guest. Oh, <laughs> not recently, but fucking <laughs> good job writing in an email under a pseudonym, Nathan. Um, what, wait, what is my pseudonym? Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking discreet, isn't it? <laughs> um. The audio from last week's podcast was fine, so hopefully guys like Nathan and Junglist can join in more often. Oh, spoilers. Oh. <laughs> um, did you did you literally write this? <laughs> during yeah, Jung, Jung was next to me, and he's like, oh, he threw me in there too. <laughs> uh, secondly, since Job has stated that he loves questions, here are two. Oh, no, only do one. The last 18 months has seen a large number of online multiplayer-only games come out. What would you guys suggest the differences between the games that were able to maintain a player base and those were, that were not? Hey, uh, have we talked about this on the podcast, or have I just talked about this in one of my my rants where I we, sort of talked through we shit? We just did talk about it a little bit. Uh, mm. my, my Battlefront. Oh, yeah, well, my specific like overarching theory is that it is yeah communication the communication tactics by the or not tactics the communication uh, abilities of the publishers because i think the only reason rainbow six managed to overcome its uh complete lack of marketing for a month before launch was because they had clearly outlined their intentions uh in, like involving monetization and uh, and a regular shed, like scheduling of updates, and they've been very consistent with maintaining that uh, communication with the community, which uh, I think is like one hundred percent the cause for the game's continued growth. Because uh, it started out shaky well. as fuck. Yeah, transparency. Uh, you're absolutely right, man. Like I, I think you can. Um, 
we're willing to give even the PC community, which is supposedly quite cutthroat, is mm-hmm. cutthroat. Uh, you can give a lot of faith if it's been earned before, yep. like if it's been paid off before, and if, if you're really transparent about. And mm-hmm. I like how UB does stuff, especially with its beaters. It's like, okay, guys, <laughs> we've collated what you guys complained about or noticed as issues. Here's the big ones. Here's the ones we fixed. Here's the ones we're working on. Um, expect this in the next patch. This is a priority. This is medium. Rah 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 rah. Uh, I think that's great. I think it's like kind of stupid. I don't know how they use it, but it's also great that you can, from Assassin's Creed to Rainbow Six Siege, you can rate shit with stars. Yeah. Just to go like, this was garbage. So I imagine if you've got an entire server saying one star, assuming yep. everyone votes, then they're probably going to take a closer look at that um, and, and see maybe what went wrong. Like, I, I like that. And I like, yeah, them being open about shit going wrong with their games instead of putting a spin on it. You know, the usual response of, like, a few of our players have complained about, and you're like, fuck off. You know, yeah. we know it's widespread. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. Like, yeah, I think that, that sort of approach is transforming how people, like, also how people engage with Ubisoft as a company because Ubisoft didn't have a very good run last year or the year before you know like they were in the fucking doghouse but they have turned around people are excited for the division and people actually enjoyed assassin's creed and like fucking rainbow six is popular and shit like yeah they've switched that shit up they've done well well it wasn't so long ago that um they were kind of poo-pooing the pc community weren't they so yeah the CEO had to come out and say, we've got a renewed commitment to PC and, and, you know, hold us to that and we'll show you that we do. And I think they did in a lot of ways. But they were also, they were also like, they were also guilty of, of a lack of transparency. And yeah, that change has done wonders for them. What do you guys think? John? Yeah. But I just, sorry, adding on to that, but sure. also like they've got their Uplay thing and people do shit on it, but. In all fairness, all your all their games you can still buy on Steam. Uh, the two platforms do communicate with each other. You can import your your friends list across that sort of, sort of stuff. So, like they haven't gone the whole route of just blocking out and everything you got to do on UPlay, and they're still open. It seems like whereas you'd get something like Origin, and yeah, um, you know I, I don't like that system at all because it's so closed. Um, I've got Steam, and that's what I like to use. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. John? You can import your friends. Whoa. I'm um, pretty sure you can. Yeah, Huts has been pretty um, transparent. Dustin Bradder in particular has been really great with the community. Yep. And I think that's gone a long way towards helping the community sort of... Alleviate those stay, slow yeah. woes, yeah. Yeah, they've stayed with the game through some bullshit. And a lot of people are sort of feeling the same way in that it's like, you know, I, I love the design of the game despite the experience of the game but mm. there's a lot of other stuff um that's that's a great example of the transparency stuff but there's a lot of other stuff that plays into it as well like i think um features um can really help like um communication features like uh voice stuff and like with um what was it titanfall i know the lack of being able to just actually be in a map and just test out your parkour oh yeah uh, it's a big hindrance um really prevented people from um, like getting to know the map uh, and being able to play at a competitive level. Yep. Um, and then I think like with sort of independent games, um, 
it's best if they just avoid it. Like I've seen so many independent games that come out and if they require the same kind of multiplayer and people being online at the same time as like a deathmatch shooter, they're really fighting an uphill battle at the moment. Yeah. Uh, so it, it can help a lot if you've got some kind of system where it's like simultaneous turn-based or something like that, something like Frozen Cortex or um, something like that. In that game, like it doesn't matter what the, the populations are. You can still get a game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, we've got another question. He's got a second question. Uh, when reviewing a game, do you approach the game differently based on the media that you're re- reviewing for, magazine, online, or video? Nate? Run that one past me again. I got lost. When you are reviewing a game, do you approach the game differently based on the media that you're reviewing it for, magazine, online, or video? Mm, no. Where it might change is if you're reviewing for, say, a mainstream audience versus yeah. a specialist audience. So, like, if I was reviewing, I guess, oh, it's going to sound bad given what we were talking about earlier today, Joby, but Rainbow Six Siege for a mainstream audience, uh-huh. I probably would be a little bit harsher on it because it's not really for a mainstream audience. It's more of a hardcore game. Uh, versus- you're a scrub lord. Have I mentioned how you're a scrub lord? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, I like, I mean... I see that our role is to serve the readership, right? Not to give them what they want from a score. Like, this game's like an EA game, so thus it must be shit. Give it 2 out of 10. Fuck that shit. But, like, to be able to say if my audience is... I mean, I'm writing for K-Zone now. So, you know, me saying... No C-bombs. Well, Damn. no C-bombs anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I'll get my fill on, on, the, on the GA podcast. But, like, saying that a game is, is childish and simplistic is probably fucking redundant. So, <laughs> so yeah, it does a bit. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, I don't think so, whether you like a game or not. Um, for what, video versus print versus online? I guess the only sort of difference is uh, if it's video, you've got to be a whole lot more succinct ideally yep. uh, if it's print you got to worry about word limits and lots of little bits and bobs dependent on the publication and if it's yep. online i get to ramble a whole lot more which i enjoy to have the option of going way 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 over what i'm being paid for if yeah. i want to rant joby do you have anything to add to that <laughs> oh, that's basically it i love to rant where are you john i like to rant yeah good cheers buddy uh i think contribution i think doing this on Skype has been really good for John because he's definitely been phoning it in the last half an hour. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Skype well, did, Luke. <laughs> I, it's better than because I was going to have to go, but yeah. uh, as it turns out, I was able to register for a uh, Heroes of the Storm clan, and I'm going to be competing over the weekend, and I just did all that, so I'm done now. Oh, cool. Uh, what? Hang on. What? Which clan? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not like, you know, pro team or whatever it's just some it's just some team okay it's called vice cool look laurie's trying out for uh some rainbow six siege pro clans aren't you luke Song. uh i i'm trying to figure out how i can just clone myself and then oh, yeah. have a team of me of five and i think but that team would be garbage like yeah. it would miss all the cameras it would tk a lot it would abuse itself into obscurity like um, how could you how would you ever win a map of secure area on de- defense with five roamers i don't even i can't I'd, even imagine such I'd a thing kill everybody before they even ah uh, okay 
but you're all roaming out. We just go like our team, my team of clones would just go into the secure area room. Your team of clones. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. My team of clones would fucking own your team of clones. Oh, is this how we want to do it, Job? No, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Both let's. Of yours at the same time. I'm pretty sure Siege tracks stats. We can bring these up. Oh, oh, really? Really? Yeah. Do you know what um, statistics said about Japan versus South Africa in Rugby World Cup? I don't care. Luke's. Nobody watches that shit. Well, <laughs> and forty to one odds. Forty and one. Odds. And I am. I am like Japan. Um, or Ronda Rousey versus What's-Her-Face, Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that was paying, but it definitely wasn't stacked in Holly's favor. <laughs> that. But anyways, yes, you can keep your statistics, basically, Luke. I know that you love numbers, Rain Man, but... Um, I will. I'm looking at them right now. I know you are. You see the world in Matrix for you. <laughs> zero, 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 one, 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 tall blonde. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Job is beating me in... Face. Uh, matches lost. Um, oh, <laughs> oh you're looking wow. You're looking at rank, aren't you? That doesn't no, count. casual. Oh, whatever. Casual. Where do, we, where do we find this information, Luke? And <laughs> you've revived more people. That ma- that makes more sense because I'm not in the fucking room with everyone else. I'm out killing everyone. Other than that, I'm yep. beating you in everything else, it looks like. Uh, anyway, thank you, Cameron and Ryan. And if the, if the fucking page ever loads, I don't know what's going on with my internet, hey. But it's going like garbage. Like, I've been waiting for the last five minutes for it to load the fucking stats page. Did you bust the cap? Oh, uh, maybe I did. No, but I can't have. I can't have. What does throttle you to? Um, no, no, it, it can't have been that because I was downloading Linux distros, uh... <laughs> just before the podcast I turned off my torrent program that I use for Linux distros uh, but yeah like it's still going like shit so I don't know it's weird anyway um, thanks for the emails thank you for the emails I am, okay Nate We're yes thank yeah. you Nathan for emailing at the GA podcast at gmail.com great questions though if I don't say so myself yeah, <laughs> yeah great questions. I did Nathan. say so myself <laughs> you did yeah um, also, our, our giveaway for a Plantronics Gaming Rig 500 headset. We're still doing that. We've got one more week left. Yep. What you need to do is email us in at the gapodcast.gmail.com and tell us in 25 words or less what your favorite game of 2015 was and why. Yep. Easy. Um, make sure you like our Twitter page as well and also uh, include your Twitter handle. Yes. So we can verify that shit and uh yeah make sure and the more creative the entry the better um so remember that and uh and yeah try to focus on the why bit as opposed to the the name of the game because uh maybe do the name of the game in the subject and then you can spend all 25 words justifying why okay pretty tricky uh and that's about it thank you jung thank you nate no worries. Ryan and Cameron for writing in. Um, I think that's about it. We're going to go play some Siege if my internet can fucking handle it. When yeah. I go, when I go to, like, I'm at speed test now and I've got a ping of two. And, yeah. it's, and it's, I'm testing at fucking 50 megabits or whatever the fuck per second, 49. Who's Luke your D- thing with? Who's Luke your provider? Internet. Uh, internet? Internet. <laughs> <laughs> internet. I am I'm with internet. The internet. <laughs> Look at me, I'm using the internet. (laughs) But that'd be good for you, Jeremy, if you got a thousand things. 
will uh, not have the advantage. Ah, uh, that's true. Um, I've got to pick yeah. a 15. I don't know who the fuck you're with. Uh, there's nobody in my building. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, it's me and uh, some person who has too many dogs for some reason. And that's it. Too many cooks? No, I don't know. Don't start that. Uh, anyway, peace out, everybody. Peace out, everybody.